Covino and Rich. I'm the smartest man alive! Best of the week. You gotta be kidding me. You guys are dumb. Honestly, how do I deal with you every day? Uh, I don't know. Covino and Rich. Best of the week. Hold back your excitement. It's like working with a dummy. Only on Faction Talk 103. Covino and Rich. I heard all about it on the radio. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. So my brother hits me up. Actually, it starts off with my dad. My dad hits hits me up, and he's like, "Hey, you want to hear a good story? Tell your brother to tell you what happened to Starbucks." Like, what happened to Starbucks? Yo, Tommy, what happened to Starbucks? <laughs> and uh, everybody, sit back and listen to something we're calling. This is quite the tale. I just want to Tales prepare people. Tales from the Tudmaster. This is quite the tale. So get your. We'll, we'll see you. Ba- we'll talk about it in two minutes. Strap in. For the tail. I was at a Starbucks in like Bamberg or some shit. And I had uh, like a handkerchief bandana around my neck. Like, uh, like not a real mask, but I was covering my mouth. And I guess it fell down for like a, about a couple seconds or something. And then the cashier was like, excuse me, sir, well, would you mind uh, putting your mask back on? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And this white dude in cargo shorts, he was like 45. He had like fake ass berries on. <laughs> he was like... Yeah, you fucking prick. Put your mask on. Uh, what a poor excuse for a mask that is. Why don't you have some fucking respect for people? I was like, okay. I was like, all right, man. Uh, yeah, you got it. I was like, you got it, man. He goes, yeah, people like you are, are what's, what's wrong with the fucking America. And I was like, look, bro, I don't know what, if you're having a bad day or what, but you can kiss my fucking ass. Mind your damn business. So I told him. And he was like, oh, yeah? Uh, you you want to you want to take this outside? You want you want to throw down? That's what he said. What? So I waited for his ass outside the Starbucks because I wasn't playing with this dude. And he comes out with his video camera like this is him, everybody. This is the guy who thinks he's too cool to fucking wear a mask, uh, jeopardizing everybody's health. And he's videotaping me. And I was like, bro, you can lick my fucking ass. Like, yo, suck my balls. And he goes, yeah, tough guy. I figured you'd say something like that. He's like, you want to throw down? You want to throw down right now? And I was like, bro, you're like 85 years old. I'll beat the shit out of you. And he was like, I'm 45, asshole, and I'll take you any day. And long story short, I, I told this guy to suck my nuts, lick my ass, and told him that he, he needs a life. And uh, I said, nice cargo shorts. And uh, he, like, followed me to my car, got my license plate, and videotaped me and shit. And uh, told me that if, I'm, uh, if I ever get pulled over in this town, it's over for me. Because he knows every cop in town. And it just uh, it saddens me that this actually exists. Didn't think they actually did, but they do. Wow, that's uh, Tales from the Tudmaster. Wow. <laughs> hey, man. He what happened to your brother? Drop it. And I, I laughed listening to that shit, but I felt bad at the same time because I feel like I'm confronted a lot just because I have resting dick face in the same way that my brother probably does. And What type of mask does your brother have? I think he describes it in the beginning that he was wearing some sort of bandana like a band- oh, he that just, slipped over, uh, that was still covering his mouth, but you know how it falls under your nose sometimes? I think that's what he says in the beginning. It's not even that. Look, there's times where I'll walk into a place and I totally forget. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, right? Or sometimes I have it on and a weird instinct as I go into the place, I take it off. And I'm like, ugh. Like, you know, you get confused sometimes. And, you know, people are real quick to pounce when, yo, man, you're not trying to bother anybody. You had your mask on standby. You know, you just sort of forgot where you were for a second. And I feel like my brother had his mask on. And again, I'm not saying he's right. People love to like point out 
you know, well, you were in the wrong, jerk off. I'm not saying my brother's right. I'm saying he's not looking for any confrontation like this at all. You know, and he had his mask on. And I feel like this sort of shit happens to me a lot. So I related to it, and I thought it was a shame. What I thought was fucked up, too, was how this guy wants to flip the script a little bit and, and start taping my brother in this way. Right, which I would love to see. It's pretty crazy. Yo, lick my ass, yo. Yo, my taint is up for the lick. Lick my ass. And this guy's like, see? See, this guy's too cool. Suck my balls. I just, the whole thing just aggravates the fuck out of me because I do believe that jerk-offs like this guy, I, I am going to take Team Tommy on this. Yes, wear your mask. No one's not saying to not wear your mask. And, yeah, wear it properly. You know, your nose sticking out is equivalent to, like, your little dick hanging over the top of your pants. Like, put your dick away. But to take it to these lengths and talk this kind of shit, like you're running the show, shut the fuck up and mind your business. You know, I just have such an issue with that. And, and I do want to hear just the beginning again, because I, before I really go on a rant and defend my brother, okay, I'm begin- pretty sure he says he's wearing some sort of weird mask or a bandana mask. And then, you know, it, it's, it's over his mouth, so it wasn't over his nose. He was honest about it. He wasn't saying he was right. But that reaction deserves a punch in the face but we're adults i'm just saying shut the fuck up that's really i think what i'm saying wanted to share that story but the whole taping somebody yeah i'm all about that if you really see some injustice going on i really am but if you're just being a little fucking puseta boy man you deserve an ass whooping yeah let's play the beginning of tommy again okay 866-969-1969 just wanted to share. I was at a Starbucks in like Bamberg or some shit, and I had uh, like a handkerchief bandana around my neck. There it is. Like, uh, all right, like not a real mask, but I was covering my mouth. So he wasn't rocking the real mask, but was rocking the. And look, everyone has their own little version of whatever they're doing, but you're doing it out of respect, right? You're just doing it to do it. And I'm not saying you don't believe in it. I'm just saying you do it. There's a lot of times, honest to God, I forget. I just forget. And when people are real quick to pounce, man, I don't know. I'm not just trying to really, I'm, really I'm, rubs me wrong. I don't like the way the guy talked to your brother, apparently, allegedly. But allegedly, why would my brother make that up? That is true. But I who's mean, he? The fucking justice police? Fuck you. And if you're gonna talk some shit like that, be prepared for an ass whooping. He's lucky my brother's a nice guy. Wait, hold on. We actually, I found the video of your brother. No way. From the guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look. How would you like to suck my balls? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls? Yeah. It's your brother. <laughs> and then that makes me feel bad, too, because what if they do try to flip the script Make on your brother my brother? Like, he's like the Mexican character. really is the, <laughs> the guy, right? He's like, what? Suck yeah, my balls, my yeah. balls yeah. Jersey, Fuck you. Jersey asshole refused masks. Right. Suck yeah. my dirty so, taint. I, I figured there's lots of things that we could speculate on that because that also goes to show you that you might not know all of the story when you see videos like that oh. posted because... You just heard my brother's side. Did you he see? He goes into a Starbucks. He has his mask on, but it wasn't on to this guy's liking. Yeah, but, Is it aggravating? Oh, yeah. He should have had it on, you, right? No one's uh, defending that. But that gives you are this, defending it. No, I'm not. You're defending a guy who thinks it's his right to say that shit to another grown man? No. You could say that politely. You could say that without being a jerk off. You could be like, hey, man, you mind picking it up? 
And that's aggravating, but it's still more I, of a I, mature approach than what this guy chose to do. Uh, uh, I am not. De- so I want to. I want to make it. There's no other defense. I want to make it crystal clear. I agree with you, but your brother may be the face of, <laughs> of New Jersey Guido's gone wrong. Which I saw a is picture. Really unfortunate. I saw a picture that was in the New York Times. What? What? And it was a picture of a guy at you know the Path Train, the subway station in Jersey to New York. And there's someone handing out masks, like a health worker or someone handing out masks for people that don't have one. And you see some guy giving a hand up like, no, I don't need one. And people are like, this guy became the face of, unbeknownst to him, That's some random up. Jersey guy is now the face of, no thank you on the mask. Now, here's the question, though. The guy was a dick for calling out your brother like that. But why is your brother not wearing a mask? He was wearing a bandana, but around not around his, his nose and everything he like that. It was over his mouth. Yeah, but it wasn't over his nose. I would say he probably forgot where he was for a second. Yeah, but he's I in a Starbucks. What do you mean you forget where you are? That where happens you are. to me. Happens to well, me a lot. Then, and by the way, up. his nose. So what? His nose was sticking out. I. You think you have the right to talk to another adult? That that's way? not the point. Speak These are two to different him issues. like an adult. Two Hold different on. issues. Speak to him. No, they're not. Because I'm not defending him. This happened. I'm saying this could have been a simple. Hey, bud, pick your mask up. End of story. This happened to me yesterday. Don't be mean mugging somebody. You're going to get fucking snuck one day. I was at at the wrong guy. Home Depot. I was at the Home Depot. Just buying bubble wrap. I wasn't like planning to do any man shit. Oh, for when? You rolled down the hill later? For when I rolled down the hill later. I went there and bought some bubble tape. That's great. And I'm a man boy. I was standing in line because the lines are super long because you can't use self-checkout anymore. So people are waiting in line with all their shit. And they have the thing set up where you're supposed to distance every few feet and this woman was on her phone talking the entire time but she was creeping closer and closer to me so it was i was drawn to, like she was drawing attention to me or i was she, you know, i was drawing to, to attention to her i turn around she's there on her phone getting closer and closer to me coughing and her mask was down so i start doing this wild gesture like i had my mask on of like Pulling my mask, like, you know, you pull your mask up forward and back. She had no mask on like, and coughing? Yeah. She had no mask on, Come she was on. coughing, and she was talking nonstop. I mean, which how, means her how oblivious was could you be? coming that's, out. That's next and she level. was creeping closer and closer what to me. I'm say? like, what the fuck? So I was doing the mask thing, and she was like, oh, I'm going to my mask. Uh, so it resolved itself. I'm sorry, it's not like a Tommy story. But it resolved itself, but I still had to, like, say something to this person. <sighs> or, like, you know, make a, uh, no one else said anything. I saw she wasn't self-aware. Weeks ago. Mask I saw down around her chin. Weeks ago. Here's the question then. I, I think this poses a, a, a bigger question if you, if you give me a second. Like I did the half turn. It, it's not that I did the full turn. Spot didn't doing work. The, spot doing the turn and, and the you, gesture. He like, had every right to speak up. No, but spot, sure. spot doing the turn and gesture being like, oh, you, fuck it, you mask. The guy had every right not to be a, the dick he was, but he had every right. And everyone had every right to tell your brother, like, fucking put your mask on. 100%. Now. 100%. Now, I would never what, disagree. What is the? You can't say there's one right way. Like the other, like two weeks ago or so, maybe a few weeks back, I was at Chipotle, and one of the people behind the counter working at Chipotle had their no had were they were they had around the mouth but nose totally open. I'm like, yeah, they, they were making burritos. Yeah, it's Look, that's like, aggravating. But do, do I then say like, well, now I don't want my burrito or. Hey, uh, worker, put your mask on. Like, wh- where's your role without being an asshole? But, also- can, do, but how do you not see where there's a f- perfectly fine lane with plenty of fine. room 
to express yourself you without are. being an aggressive jerk off. Here you are. As, no, why as, can't you uh, just simply say, hey, man, I'm sorry. Do you mind just, you know, picking your thing up just just because? Yeah. What's wrong with that? But you I, don't, say, I don't mean, hey, man, I don't mean to be a jerk. Man, would dude, you but, say that at, uh, like, the drugstore or something? Why not? If I'm just saying, feel, like, if you feel like, like spot scenario or that guy who thought my brother was, I don't know, too cool, as he said, to wear a mask, um, he could have simply just made a gesture. You don't even have to say anything. You, you don't have to be aggressive about it. So I asked my brother, hey, man, you mind if I uh, tell that story on the air? He goes, dude, how wild was that, you? I was about to whoop his ass. I was so mad, yo. He goes, I can't believe people are really like that. I know. I was like weak. He goes, yo, the dude videotaped me like I was really a criminal. And this that's the part that stands out the most. He goes, you know me, bro. I'm never disrespectful like that. I should have smacked the shit out of him. Now, that's, <laughs> I the, loved that's it. the part that rubs me the fucking worst. I think this guy had every right to tell my brother. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's happened to me before where, where someone has made a gesture. And I'm like, oh, my bad. You know, where maybe I just didn't have it on right or I picked it up and started talking. I don't know. I'm sure I've been corrected at least at one point uh, or given a gesture. And that's all you simply have to do. You know, or if I'm with Melody, and I know Melody's super hyper aware of, you know, people not wearing masks around her. You know, I'm sure I've made a gesture to somebody like, you know, my daughter's here. Like, come on. You know, can you put the mask on? Thanks. Yeah, you know, it, there's a nice way to do it without being an aggressive asshole who then tries to flip the script and say, "Yo, look at this guy," and I'm taping him to put it online. What a pussy! The what taping, pussy. the taping, by the way, is amazing when you think about how he was. This guy's attempt was, look at this guy who thinks he's too cool no, to wear a mask. He was waiting and hoping Tommy acted out because now if he, Tommy acted he, out, now he clearly has a video of the guy who wants his ass and balls licked. That's what the real title of the video is now. Check out this guy who wanted me to lick his if, ass. If you don't think I've already done the search terms, so hope, uh, hoping this video is up there, I just can't find it. Check I, out the guy who, the, here's the caption. This guy really wanted me to lick his ass and balls at Starbucks. Because that's what my brother kept telling him to do. My, the guy's going to overdub it and be like, no, dude, I don't want to lick your ass. Chill. No, lick my ass, yo. So was this by his new place? I he says he, he says it in the beginning. Starbucks in Jersey City. Starbucks. I know that one. I know that one. And uh, I, I oh, I'm going to find this. Yeah, I feel bad. I felt bad that he had to go through that because he's as punchable as you may think my brother is. Definitely, he's a kind-hearted guy. Not bothering anybody. Definitely <laughs> just out to. You know, have fun and 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 put a smile on your face. He's not looking for trouble, and he's not looking to get into a fight or start with you. So, my warning is this: you're gonna get a guy who's not like my brother, who will punch you in the face, and really fucking hurt you. So chill the fuck out. There's a nice way to get your point across, and you have every right to. As I would do the same, but I'm not getting all aggressive with somebody like that. I'm not fucking taking chances. Fuck that. You're going to come across the wrong dude who's training mixed martial arts and fucking chuck the shit out of you. I'm, this yesterday. You I'm never reading, know who you're uh, fucking with. I'm, I'm reading the feedback spot. I tried to find it. Let's go to your all your phone calls about mask confrontations. Who knew the phones are hot? It's Let's not, do it's, it. It's that, and it's also, like like I said, the videotaping of somebody. That's rude and aggressive. Yes, there are times where it's necessary. Yes, of course there are. But, like, this move sounds so... 
Like you're baiting somebody. <laughs> but that's life now. Yeah, bro. it's so like it deserves a kick to the People balls. do it to Karens all the time. I, I saw some woman arguing about showing her ID at a, it's like 7-Eleven because she was clearly like an old hag. And they're like, sir, ma'am, your ID. And she's like, oh, you think I'm not 21? And, and everyone on the line is like, ma'am, just show Stupid the fucking guy your ID. He needs Stupid to scan hag. it, right? And she's like, no. And, and she starts handing money or her card. And the guy's like, you can hand me your card and, and money all day. I, I'm not selling you the alcohol until you give me the ID. And every, you see everyone have their phone out like, ooh, what's going to happen? Stupid so it's, it's, it is it is a very normal now for someone to try to capture these like awkward Karen moments. But also instigate them as well. Oh, Keep yeah. Keep that in mind. No doubt. You know? I want to find this video. So I, no, spot, I, I searched so many things. But I can't find it. Uh, let's start with Mark in Texas. We're talking about the new rage. Tales from the Tud. Tales, Tales from the, the Tud. Mask confrontations. See, I disagree with a guy like Wes. He goes, who cares if someone's wearing their mask? Mind your own business. Like, I feel like you have every right to say something. I've made it very clear. I'm not saying my brother was in the right by any means. I'm just saying there's a proper way to handle those scenarios. And I, I throw it out there as a warning because you're going to come across a dude that will punch you in the face. That doesn't make it right, but you should not be so aggressive. Looking back, I am I, looking back. I, I didn't say anything to the Chipotle worker, which I probably should have. But I thought it. I'm like, is yeah, this look, your safety. Like, your safety is not to be fucked with. I'm, I'm, I get all that. I really do because I would also feel the same. Here I am wearing a mask and trying to do the right thing for this jerk off to be making uh, burritos right. without their mask like on properly. Right. This guy's working with food. You know. You got to do the math, man. Like, in this story, my brother did have a mask on. He didn't have it on the right way to this guy's liking. Well, not to this guy's liking. Your brother didn't have it on the right way. To the right. guy's liking was the right way. So, you, yeah, but the guy was an asshole. He been like, hey, hey, lift your mask. Like, it, did it require all this mean mugging and all this fucking sort of behavior? Well, the, uh, I don't think the, so. the girl behind the counter mm-hmm. did tell him to put on his mask. So, he did not have his mask on properly. He but the guy that. didn't need to be an asshole. My brother didn't say that. Yeah, he did. He said the woman behind the counter. Oh, he did? Put it on? Play that one more time, Spot? Yeah. He's got to get all the details Yeah, with Tales from the Tud. I was at a Starbucks in, like, Boundbrook or some shit. Oh, Boundbrook. And I had, uh, like, a handkerchief bandana around my neck. Like, uh, like not a real mask, but I was covering my mouth. And I guess it fell down for, like, a, about a couple seconds or something. And then the cashier was like, excuse me, sir, well, would you mind uh, putting your mask back on? Uh. Like, yeah, no problem. And this white dude in cargo shorts, he was, like, 45. He had, like, fake-ass berries on. He was like, yeah, you fucking prick. Put your mask on. Uh, what a poor excuse for a mask that is. Why don't you have some fucking respect for people? Oh. You think that's the way to handle it? No, the guy was an asshole, but your brother did not. And by the way, honest, hold yeah. on. The cashier, being that she's working there, yeah. and this is sort of her job, handled it like, perfectly for the courtesy of other people. Yeah. Where guy, did this guy feel that it was his job to now insult another oh, man? Dude, you look online. There's people, and Spot said he went to Home Depot yesterday. That seems to be the number one place. Are you seeing all these fight videos where people are going into, like, Home Depots and Walmarts and getting in fist fights with employees that are telling them, put your mask on, and they're like, no! I'll tell you what. Even if you know you're in the wrong, no man wants to be talked to by another man that way. No, nah, that guy was unnecessarily yelling at your brother. Even but when you were in the wrong. Your brother was in the wrong, but he didn't need that guy to tell him. What's up, man? Who do we got? Mark, Texas? Mark. What up, Mark? Hey, guys. What's going on? So hey, uh, yeah, I live in Texas. Actually, Rich, I live in uh, New Braunfels. So you're oh. going to get to experience this firsthand. 
Um, people here mind their own business. If somebody's just not wearing their mask, nobody says anything to anybody, and you're probably better off not to here because, you know, a lot of people have guns, et cetera. Not, not that it's going to be violent, but uh, people here mind their own business and and uh, go about their own business. So I, I think that's the best approach, to be honest with you. Nobody should I've, I've seen – I mean, unless I've, you're a worker. I've spent, uh, I've spent a bunch of time in New Braunfels. Mark, keep Mark on for a second. Oh. Mark uh, is going to like – there's that, they're going to bromful it up. Yeah, you're going to bromful together this that, weekend. Yeah, relax, bromful. There's that target. <laughs> there's that target right off of uh, 35. And yep. I, I, you know, I, I feel like I go there every other day because I got a Starbucks in there. And they hand out, they have someone handing out masks for people that don't have it. They're pretty good about it. You're right, though. I feel like in Texas, I see a lot more people like walking from the parking lot without their mask, but they're politely putting things on when they get. To the entrance of a store, if that makes sense. That yeah, happens. No, no I, I, they do in certain places, but there's bars and restaurants here. You go in and nobody cares, and they're basically, like if you go downtown, like the Lone Star Lounge is a good example. So if you go there, nobody will be wearing a mask. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I've, seen, uh, it. I've seen I've seen some people uh, being careless, but I haven't really careless. gone out anywhere there. I've just sort of, like I told you, I go to Target and... Uh, I'd love to see that guy... <laughs> Rudy's Bar. You guys that are drunk Mr. Outspoken Starbucks dude in his cargo shorts. Yeah. Step up to a rootin' tootin', non-mask-wearing, non-taking-shit kind of guy and yeah. risk getting taken a, a punch in the face because he saw my brother was... My brother was trying to probably... You know, he's very polite to the Starbucks lady, I'm sure. And he was... He had one. I'd love to see that guy step up. It, to me, that was the full definition of a of a of a righteous vagina. That is a such a vagina that Ooh, guy. Righteous vagina. Righteous vagina. Vaginas are tough. That's a good band name. Righteous, righteous vagina. vagina would be. They play on uh, Alt Nation. Yeah. Uh, Eddie is trying to. I'm trying to keep it uh, PC, Here's the latest but at the same time, vagina. getting my point across. <laughs> and if you're new to the show, am I saying that you shouldn't wear your mask? Absolutely not. I wear my mask all the time. I have it on standby everywhere I go. But I tell you, I tell you what, I, I, I'm always prepared for somebody to say something. Always prepared for somebody to say something because I don't always have it on when I'm strolling around town. Right, you know, Target. But I have it in my bag. This is from one of our listeners that works at Target. It said, Target has directed their employees to not say anything to people who choose not to wear a mask because there was a few altercations early on with fights in the stores. If you can imagine where... Maybe an employee says, put on your mask, and someone starts fighting someone. Okay, but can they start saying things to women who are buying way too much stuff? Yeah, do that. Can you do that? All right, you know yeah. what? Let's, uh, let's totally just go through all the phones and, and get See that woman with her cart full? She doesn't need all that stuff. Can you say something <laughs> no, about I see, that? What is the meme I posted the other day's spot? It was great. What was it? Uh, oh, it's like, did you... Uh, oh, the target, um, uh, the person at the register. Did you find everything did you, you were Did you find everything for? you were looking for? And then you're like, I was looking for none of this. Right. <laughs> If you just joined us, I feel like uh, a grown man yeah. who should be embarrassed and ashamed of himself was an antagonizing uh, my brother, trying to trying to instigate. Your brother's some also shit. a grown is man. This, uh, Eddie in Connecticut. Is this angry Eddie? What's up, Eddie? Really? You think you're the same forty five year old guy? You think you're the same as a guy in his twenties? I'm forty. Your brother's twenty eight. Yeah. Right? You, but would you talk to another fucking grown guy like that? I find he's. Would you talk to another grown ass man like that? Would you? No, I wouldn't. Okay, but you think that you would handle the same thing? Hey. Handle it the same way? What's I up? wouldn't. What's up, bud? How's it going? Hey, man. Hey, Angry Eddie. First of all, let me tell you something. I went to this McDonald's in Guilford, Connecticut, in the drive-thru, and they, you know, gave him a $20, 
and they give me change for a ten on a coffee. So Jesus next All time right. I come through, I get two double cheeseburgers, right, with no ketchup because I only want a little bit of ketchup on it. Who gives so a fuck? They fucking gave me picante sauce, and I nearly ended up in the hospital. Can you imagine that bullshit? You see, Eddie. Is this guy serious? <laughs> Well, the back of the package is blank. Eddie, Eddie, I know you try to. I know you try to be uh, different and weird and stuff, but uh, fucking get on, get on, fucking topic, buddy. All right, hold on, here we go. Okay, no, we're giving you five seconds. Go, love you. One, go, go. All right, people, you know, you go into the supermarket, right? They make you wear a mask, and then you see these scumbags. And there's no gloves. You, you go to get pizza. I've had enough of it. Right. Sorry, Eddie. You've lost me. Uh, Don in North Carolina. <laughs> hey, Don, you're on the Don, show. Bring it back. Bring hey. it back, Don. Come on, Don. Hey. Please, please bring it back. Hey, how you doing? <sighs> What's up? Yeah, I was, I'm 100% agree with you. The fact that we do need to wear masks, but you don't be de- you don't need to be a dick about it. Yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. Oh, I, I agree. Sorry, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, I would definitely be the guy to maybe give someone the gesture, especially if I'm with my daughter, especially if they're handling food, Rich, right? Or you're in close proximity. I told you the only time that I, the only time I, the only time in the last nine months where I felt like, oh man, I should have said something, but I didn't. Because I didn't want to be annoying. Honestly, it was at a Chipotle where I saw the girl wearing the mask right around her mouth and her nose and upper lip were like exposed. And I'm like, she's fucking making a line of people burritos. Like, yeah, it's, that's careless like, for sure. Come on, dude. Miguel in Texas. What's up, Miguel? You're on the show. Cavino and Rich. Fellas. Rich, you, you, you know how it is down here. Everybody down here carries an American Express nowadays. And telling you, man, you know, that that's... I'm glad I live in Texas because if that would have happened down here, somebody may have gotten hurt real bad. You know, you know, it's like it's an exaggeration, but not like people aren't fucking just shooting strangers. However, Sarah, that's what I, no, that's Sarah, what I picture. Sarah does point out that uh, my like like Indiana what, Jones. What, what you <laughs> yeah. no, you and I have an instinct. I, I don't. Picture, know, I don't know if Cavino has the same instinct because Cavino's a real casual driver, but sometimes you feel. The ability to, like, you know, cut around some people and cut into traffic or, you know, essentially New York drive, right? Mm-hmm. Sarah's like, you got to be careful who you New York drive around in Texas because someone could, like, want to fuck you up. So that's, like, it. the only thing she warns me of because, you know, if there's a turning lane that has, like, a 20 people, she's like, don't pull your New York shit where you cut to the front and you're like, like I believe it. I she's do. like, you know, someone, someone will whoop your ass. I picture in Texas, like, if, you're, if, if this were at a Starbucks. Someone would be going to drink it. Someone would shoot holes through their cup, and then all the f- liquid would just come out. That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> Without <stupid>. <laughs> like in a cartoon. Uh, in a cartoon. <laughs> with this bunch of holes, there's yeah. like holes in the coffee cup. And they're drinking it. Oh, oh and then they, they got shot themselves, so then there's coffee coming out of their body, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah exactly. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's what, that's what would happen. Somebody, Sam, did that to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray in Georgia. Hey, Ray. No, uh, that's, that's not mask, mask confrontations. Hey. What do you got? Hey, Kavina, your brother's a saint. I mean, if you come up to me and button my business to start with, you might get the shit slapped out of it. Was, was probably what's going to happen. Even you if know, you knew you, you were wrong. 
All right, if I accidentally left my mask down and someone said, hey, man, how about fix it? Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. But if you're sitting there at the counter, you go, yeah, motherfucker, put it on. Me and you are about to go outside for a minute. Yo, Ray, I, you know, I'm with you, too. Even if you knew you were wrong, I, I feel the same way. Because you know what else makes it worse, Ray? Is like in yes, public, sir. too. In public that this guy he, felt he, the he need to demean my... Right. It was some young kid, and he was going to throw his big-ass weight around and intimidate him. You better watch it with some people. You're going to get your damn teeth knocked out of your head is what's going to happen. It is, it is so saying. true. That's, that's really the warning I'm throwing out there. And then the flip, side, okay. the flip side of, again, the antagonizing and trying to bait you into some video where you lose your cool. And, you know, if that video does pop up, I, I, I will feel bad for my brother. But it also <laughs> oh, be I thought you were going to say, if that video pops up, I will rejoice. No, uh, it will be funny as <laughs> hell. Oh, my God. I would love to see my brother telling some dude to lick his ass. Lick my ass, lick man. Lick my ass. You didn't wear your ass. mask. You're the problem, Buster. You didn't, you didn't wear your mask. Oh, yeah? Lick my taint, lick bro. Lick my ass. Let's see. Lick and my ass. And then the YouTube video is going to be lick my A-H-H-H-S. And then people are going to then people are gonna remix it. Lick my ass. 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 People are talking, you see that dude who really wanted his ass licked from Starbucks? Oh, man. Lee in California. I heard he had to do something with a mask first, but I don't know. <laughs> Lee, what's up, buddy? Oh, wait, hey, Lee. Hey. Sorry, I was searching the hashtag hey. lick my ass on Instagram. Hey, buddy. What up, buddy? <laughs> hey, can I give a quick shout-out? I'm not going to go off rails. Eddie had me. I was in tears with that terrible whatever-the-fuck story he started talking about. I yes. It's terrible so radio. But wait, I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it either. Um, I'll be quick, man. Don't don't think I know quick on the trigger spot. Um, two points. I'll be I'll be gone. I hope you don't mind me quoting another show. It's not a big deal, but Charlemagne the God said something that really applies to this. Yeah. Freedom of speech is you know you have freedom of speech. Great, say whatever you want, but that does not give you freedom from the consequences. So that leads me to my second point, which is we live in this weird world where if you're if somebody is acting like an asshole, but it's support, if it's in support of your side, people are more quick to absolve the asshole behavior. But if it's not on their side, then they call them such an asshole. Asshole behavior is asshole behavior, whether you're on my side, up, for, against, whatever it is, whether it's a party, a candidate, bullshit. Hey, if you believe in wearing masks and safety, da 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 Yes, but if someone's acting like an asshole in defense of wearing masks, they're still an asshole. Like, you don't get a chance to just say, but he was in the right. No, he's acting like an asshole. So guess what? Somebody might act like an asshole back to him. We can't, yeah. we can't keep forgiving and saying, but what was he doing? Like, yeah, no, if, if, you're an asshole, if you're an asshole sticking up for the right thing, it, you're still an asshole. You're right. You could be sticking up for, like, someone's human rights. But if you're an asshole about it, then, yeah, of course. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Some good stuff there. Appreciate that. Huh. Let's talk to Mitch. What's up, Mitch, in Jacksonville? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, guys? Hey, I appreciate that guy quote with Charlamagne God. And the other guy who said that if somebody says something to him and asshole, they have to step outside. Look, man, we're from I'm from Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, man. And not too long ago, where someone enticed, like almost agitated this one guy about his mask so much that he came outside. When he stepped outside, the guy said he was in fear of his life, so he shot him dead. We got that stand your ground law. I'm not sure if it's there in Texas, but we got a stand your ground law in Florida. If you feel intimidated, even if the guy started the crap, and mostly it's people who know they're carrying, they know they're carrying a gun, they want to hurt someone, they want to harm someone. My son, who's in his 30s, and he practices mixed martial arts, the MMA stuff. Um, 
he does that, and he go around intentionally being that person you're talking about. Hey, man, put your damn mask on, man. Nobody wants your COVID. He does it like that intentionally so somebody will approach him so he can practice his art on them. So <laughs> oh, no. that guy that guy standing in the lobby who would say, yeah, I'll take him outside, you have to be careful because you don't know what the other person's intentions were in the beginning. And if you're yeah, not like... training for mixed martial art, and this guy is, dude, you could be in the hospital laid up for weeks wondering why you didn't just put your damn mask on even though you know you was in the wrong whether the guy was an asshole or yeah. not. And me, here's my stance. I got my mask on. I don't care if you got a mask on or not. Whatever you're breathing out is not coming through my mask. And as long as I'm protecting me when I go inside that place, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'll keep it at that, and I'll take it off the air. Thanks, Mitch. No, hey, thanks, good man. call, thanks, man. Mitch. Thank you, good Mitch. And, and then, you know, that also puts it in perspective of how mad and aggravated oh, my brother must have felt and embarrassed, mm-hmm. right? Because he probably was like, I was wrong, but fuck, I don't deserve that. And to to wait for the guy outside, you know, yeah, he waited for the guy outside, which again, let that be another reminder, not really worth it. You know, you don't, where, you don't know what that guy's carrying, you don't know what that guy's capable of, you don't know why that guy's baiting you, right? So if you're gonna, you know, wait outside like my brother did because he was so mad, might not also be the uh, best angle here. You know where I noticed this the most when I drove from Los Angeles to Texas. On the way, small towns, like let's say you stop in some little small town to gas up and get a snack or something. A lot of those gas stations and truck stops, even the people behind the counter, not wearing a mask. Like it's very optional in small places, if yeah, that makes it's sense. different everywhere. Yeah, for and, sure. and listen, wear your mask, be safe, do your thing. Uh, let's take a few more. People clearly uh, want to talk about this. Blake in Illinois. Hey, what's going on, guys? So I'm a life insurance agent, so I am traveling all over Illinois, right? So just like the small towns you were talking about, the they, they feel like the masks are optional. Well, I keep my mask to where it's tucked under my chin because I'm knocking on people's doors, right? So I go and knock on this door at this apartment complex, and there's an older lady sitting outside, 70s, 80s, whatever her age is, and... Um, the lady comes to the door. I, I, you know, introduce myself, blah, blah, blah. It ends. I go to walk away, and this older lady that's 15 feet from me starts cussing me out because my mask is not over my feet. Mind you, we're outside. I, I just feel it's, it's absolutely ridiculous when, when people, individuals themselves, you know, criticize you because you're not wearing your mask, especially everyone's, when it's outside. Everyone's going to have, yeah. Everyone's going to have their, their own standards. Outdoors, man. Well, Blake I walked, sounds, I, Blake's playing the game, at least. You know what I mean? I, like, I walk, whether he believes it or not, he's got it there. No, no. He's outside. It's, it's, uh, I don't think there's anything to believe. A mask is going to help, you know? I, I just look at it this way. Outdoors, like, I walk to spots in the morning. I, I wear my mask around my chin like I'm Abe Lincoln because I'm not wearing a mask over my mouth That's and, the official and nose. Uh, style. It's called I'm, Abe Lincoln style. I'm not wearing, my, ma- I'm style. Not wearing yeah. my mask over my nose and mouth when I'm walking outdoors. Oh God, Same. Same. When, I'm, oh, when, no. I'm, when I'm walking outdoors down the street to Spots House, but if I see within 25 feet of me someone else, I do that little p- quick pull-up. Yeah, but if I there's don't... not a human on the street, I'm not walking down the street by myself. With a mask over no, my mouth I and nose. I, I, I'm so, I, I'm even weirded out. Like when I see people running or, or riding, like 
they're coming at you. Yeah. Like I just go in the st- I go in the street or off the sidewalk. Agreed. Agreed. I avoid people. I keep a mask in my pocket at all times, but I don't feel the need like every time someone passes me. You keep one mask in your pocket. One and the mask other in one, my pocket, and the other one's uh, giving a high five. Spreading corona. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go out of my way because I I choose when I'm walking to enjoy the fresh air, which is the point of going out and walking. Of course. I don't want to fucking breathe my own breath for an hour. I, I feel like a little... I'm trying like, to enjoy the fresh wet, yeah. Fresh wet, I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, I'm carrying a purse because a lot of times I keep, wrist, I keep my wrist... I keep my uh, mask around my wrist and I'll walk to Starbucks. And you know what I do? When I get close to the front door, on. Yeah. In, when I'm walking home, back of my wrist. If I see an old oh, lady or a kid... Hey, dude. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah, come on. You God, should have... I'm, like I'm like a mess. That one time you, you might forget... Yeah. You're going to have some fucking Yahoo like this dude thinking that he ha- he could tell you, grown Rich Davis, how to behave. When meanwhile, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. Uh, AJ in Colorado. We'll take three more quick phone calls and then we'll move on. What's up, AJ? What up, AJ? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're good, man. Hey, so I'd just like to point out that this guy calls your brother out, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, let's go take this out to the parking lot. And instead of rolling up in sl- his sleeves... He he pulls out his phone, right? Like, what kind of a move is that? You don't call somebody out and, you know, okay, let's take yeah. this outside and then it's come so... out with your phone, right? Remember when I used the, because I couldn't find a nice way to describe it without sounding like a jerk off, I called him a, a righteous vagina? Yeah. That, that, that's what I was that talking about. I like, like that, righteous vagina. Yeah, like that, that is the most weenie move ever. I, it bothers me right. so much, AJ. I'm glad you pointed it out one right, last time. It's so lame. Thank you. AJ in Colorado. Um, there's so many lessons to be learned in that one little story. Don't forget, because you're just giving people ammunition. Wear your masks. Don't be a jerk off. If you see somebody, make a nice gesture to tell them to put it on. I'll, you have I'll every give right a gesture. To, you know, and in the end, that's the Tales from the Tud. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. It's welcome. Oh, look at that. Oh, One of is. the property brothers. Look at how handsome he is. This isn't even right. Let's welcome for the I first had so time. Much work done. It's been the first time. <laughs> first time, and, and, and we've waited way too long yeah. to welcome Jonathan Scott to the hey, show. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Welcome, man. I, you know, clearly it's all looks, no brains, no substance, because I was sitting on the wrong Zoom chat room for like <laughs> oh. 10 minutes. I'm like, these guys are late. Why are they three minutes? Oh, shit, I'm in the wrong one. Sorry, yep. my bad. Right. That's that's what it was. Hey, by the way, uh, I think we share a mutual friend, Victoria Arlen. Yep. Oh yeah. She, Small she, world. She was like, uh, she was like, yeah, I'm friends with the Property Brothers. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. The the, pro- the Property Brothers. Well, it came up because it all makes sense now because she's like, there's this guy, Rich. He's a total jerk. <laughs> yes. Makes sense. Yeah, no, it came up because we are big fans, man. We're watching all the time. We happen to be uh, discussing an episode or some shit like that. I think I was way into Celebrity IOU at one point. I was talking about it, and she's like, uh, "Hello, we're." I'm like really great friends with them. I love those guys. I'm like, no way. That's oh funny. shit, yeah, that's right. Dancing with the Stars and all that other stuff. But anyway, we're happy you're yeah. here, man. Power Trip is what it's all about. I, I have a million questions. Your documentary. Hey, a fantastic message. I can't wait for you to talk about this. But before you yeah. even do that, much like everybody else that just sits home watching HGTV over and over and over, besides you and your brother, who do you like and who do you who do you vouch for? Like, what other shows are you like? Oh, I like that one too. 
Oh man. Uh, it depends on what you're going for, but like, I, I love Ben and Aaron from hometown. Me too. They're just the nicest people. And they're so funny and, and laid back. Um, gosh, I'm going through all the shows in my head. Uh, there's also, um, uh, restored by the Fords, which is a lot of fun. So, you know, those guys are really cool. Have had a lot of good times with David Bromstad. Really fun. Um, I like the eclectic mix as well of some of the different talent on there. So we don't get to, to see these guys a lot. Um, and I don't really watch much TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my girlfriend loves HGTV. She loves <laughs> Food Network. So we're usually, Same. if we're going to, you know, sit in bed and watch something, it'll be one of those two networks. It's funny. We love Hometown so much. We hired our producer because he looks like Ben. He looks like the Hometown guy. You know <laughs> My my, uh, my, my wife and I have been watching, uh, what is it, uh, Good Bones, The Mother Daughter. Yeah, for sure. That show. Yeah, yeah. There's some good ones, man. Well, listen, we have, we have questions about home improvements. We have questions about your documentary. We both, uh, coincidentally, both moved into new places like within the last week or so. And convenient that you have me on so, list of questions for projects. I know. I do. Right? We we uh, we closed on Friday, so perfect timing, Jonathan. <laughs> and it's a complete renovation. I just had a, a question. It's more of a deep thought. When we watch all these renovation shows, and you and your brother are fantastic. All the shows are great. When when we look at these shows, every everything starts with the same thing. Open floor plan. Let's break down this wall. Let's bust this open. Mud room. Well, need a mud we, room. we need a mud room. Yeah. Let's let's do this. When you're the property grandpas in 30 years, what could possibly be the big change that we want to make? Because it almost feels like we realized after all these years, we want an open floor plan. We want more space. We want all this. What could possibly change? Have you even thought about that? Like, have we figured out housing? Well, that so, you know, everything comes and goes. There's trends all the time. Some things return. Some things shall never be spoken of again. Uh, one of the questions I get all the time is, are you going to regret open concept in a couple decades and everyone's going to want to go back to closing things off? Even during the pandemic, now that people are all in one space, you're getting a lot of people who are like, I hate being around my family all the time. Open concept. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you have to consider like open concept is only supposed to be between the living room, dining room, kitchen. Those are the entertaining spaces. And that's where you really want to have those sight lines. Um, so I don't think that's going to change. I think people like seeing you know, the people they're entertaining. I don't think, you know, the parent who's cooking likes being isolated in the kitchen and, and not a part of the action. Um, you know, I think we'll see a real shift into, you know, more technology, more renewable energy. Um, it, some of the technology I'm telling you is like straight out of Star Trek and it already exists. So when you, you know, walk home, you, you know, the people on your door scans your face and it automatically can unlock the door if it's you. It can turn on the lights the way you like it. Tune into the sports channel you like. It can, like, it literally can do everything and anything. Um, it can block. So if you have some really annoying neighbor who keeps coming by, it can, um, you know, automatically lock the door if the door is not locked um, when it scans. Very cool wow. thing. TVs that you can roll up like a piece of paper and you can put away. You can take into your backyard, have a big screen, but you know, it's all wireless. There's some pretty cool stuff. Wow. He didn't mention any of the things I mentioned yesterday. The only two things I came up with yesterday when Rich posed this question were conveyor belts and escalators. I was like, <laughs> no, those yeah, are- yeah okay, like the Jetsons. <laughs> no, yeah, no, like, very so. much like the Jetsons. Um, uh, I'm f- impressed with the sound effect. You like that, oh, right? That's amazing? how I got the it's gig. Fa- it's yeah. fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask you this. Jonathan Scott is here. Power Trip. We're going to talk about the documentary, of course. But when we watch the show, everyone has questions about how it's done, right? Or, hey, what happens with the furniture? Like Everyone has the same sort of thoughts i imagine but i'm wondering 
you're going season after season after season. How many different projects do you have going on at a time? And are you just bouncing around from house to house in one day? How does that work? No, so we actually, when we just discovered this last year, our team had told us, um, so we have renovated um, more, we've actually done more hours of programming in, in this style of programming than anyone in history by double. Wow. So, you know, more than this old house and Bob Vila, and uh, we've done over 400 one hour shows for, you know, families, 400 families. And um, so, you know, some of the stuff you come across is, is a lot of similar stuff. Oh, is it a load bearing wall? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a lot of times producers like wanting it, you know, to be dramatic. I mean, I, I can open up any wall. It just may be, or may not be more expensive. So it depends. But um, so, yeah, when we're looking at the number of projects that we do at a time, usually we do about 45 houses a year. Um, and I'm, sh I'm usually filming upwards of 10 to 13 projects simultaneously. During COVID, we reduced that down. There's a bunch of different measures for COVID. So we're only doing half the amount, um, half the crew size. And then there's a lot more testing and everything that has to happen. But um, yeah, usually I've got about 13 projects going at a time. Uh, and I also wonder, I just saw an episode this week where some guy comes in and he's you know, waiting to see how much has been done. He's like, I was expecting a lot more done. He sort of gave him a look like, well, yeah, you know, we're trying to get it done by the date and we hope we'd get along. But there was this beam we needed. I don't know. So I was wondering, how often oh, do you deal? Oh, I know exactly what episode you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how often do you yeah. deal with pains in the ass that just, you know, haggle you about things? Because I think I'd be that guy in a lot of ways because I'm very nitpicky about things. I'll give you an inside insider fact. If you watch my forehead, if you ever see the vein in my forehead throbbing, <laughs> my friends and my family all know that's when I'm about to slap somebody. <laughs> uh, and we every we're pretty fortunate, you know, over 400 families we've worked with. Ninety nine point nine percent of those folks are amazing. There have been a few people over the years. We've been filming now for over 10 years of these shows. There have been a few people over the years that are so ungrateful and just it's so frustrating because there's so many people working so hard to pull this together. And, you know, in that episode that you're talking about, you know, it, it was interesting or no, you know, what? it's not that episode. I'm thinking of a different one because it was the, the wife in this one episode, we put in this big beam. She had, you know, at one point we said, you know, do you want me to ask, you know, your husband as well to come in, we'll look at the slabs for the stone. And she's like, he doesn't get any say I'll make the decisions in this house. I'm like, Oh gosh, lucky <laughs> guy. And uh, then, you know, there's this, huge problem they didn't have the budget to do a full open beam concept and she's like well let me just tell you if i walk in and it's not open i'm not going to give you a single smile when it's done and we're like wow you're actually like lording a, a reveal smile over me in order to do it <laughs> drew and i ended up pitching in out of our own pockets to get this beam in and when she walked in and it looked amazing all custom millwork her reaction was Good, because I'd have been pissed if it wasn't done. Oh my I'm like, god! Well, you're just you're the sweetest angel of all. Time. How do they get so, on TV when there's nice guys like Rich and I yeah. who need renovations? Just, I don't get that's, it. That's that's insane. So there's actually yeah. moments where the reveal happens and people aren't as excited as you hope they'd be, basically, because people yeah, are it hard depends. to please. I mean, some people are so nervous that they don't know what to say. I laugh because almost everybody always says, "Is this even my house?" And so it gets to a point where people thought we were scripting it, where we're telling people, say, I'm like, no, like that's, I don't know. They watch too much HGTV, but everyone always says, is this even my house? But I, usually it's somebody's nervous. They don't know what to expect. This is a lot of money on the line. It's their home. Like, 
it's important, but there, there have literally only been probably three or four homeowners where um, they were just really difficult to work with. They were not very thankful. You know, they were happy in the end. I've never had anyone who didn't like the overall design. I've had people who didn't like individual elements like a piece of art or furniture or something like that. That's easy to change. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes you have to push people in a direction that they didn't know they were going to like something. Most people, they think they know what they want, but they don't. They only know what they've been exposed to. Now, um, Jonathan Scott, by the way, one of the property brothers here on Kavino on Rich. By the way, I got to compliment your uh, your stubble continuity because I know you film this through months at a time. So the fact that <laughs> scene to scene, the stubble and the beard is on point. That's uh, that's important. What about the pump? I have a setting on and, my razor yeah. that I keep it at. <laughs> hey, you know what? The exact length. Rich brings up a good point. Not only is the stubble on point, I mean, Andrew stubble, his, his beard yeah. is really great, too. It differentiates you guys for sure. Uh, but your hair, I could tell when you have a fresh cut and when you're feeling it. I could tell on TV because <laughs> a lot of times you're standing behind the light and you could see that fade is perfect, man. So props to your you wanna, barber. You want to know something? A little secret? My girlfriend's been doing my hair since we've been in lockdown, like, you know, during COVID. My, my girl, she just did it yesterday. She does the, my colors. She trims me up. Look, she makes me look good. Fantastic. fantastic. What is that? Just for men, dark brown, black? You look like the guy on the box. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a whole new campaign for me. I like it. It's actually just a really high quality wig. Well, nice, nice. One, one last question about the housing. When, uh, when they stage these houses, what is the, do the, people on the show get the opportunity like we're going to say you could buy this stuff if you want or do they like how does that work because no they, we give no we give it to them you li- the, they get everything so we, yeah they <laughs> we don't just say all right back the truck up haul it out of here we tease them now we're assholes i no, believe we, that wow I thought that. I, I, we I, give it, them everything so it, it's, it's one of those it's things a, it's a part of budget i think that's one of those things that the average viewer didn't know i'm like man they, they did a fucking magical job to this place Oh, I wonder how much. Wow, you guys cover that. That is amazing. Yeah, they, if anyone's ungrateful, they're a piece of shit. Now that I hear that. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, the fortunate thing too is, you know, not a lot of shows have the same budget that we have because, you know, Drew and I, aside from the show, you know, our Scott Living line, we we manufacture everything from decor to bedding to mattresses. You name it, we have a lot of stuff uh, with Scott Living. Over fourteen thousand SKUs. So we do donate a lot to um, the families and, and to some of the charities that we work with. So um, that's one thing that we have a little bit of an advantage that we because I, I have heard, you know, that there are some shows that don't let people keep stuff. And I always thought to myself, that just gives me that icky in the stomach feeling like, yeah. you know, you show someone, look, look at this beautiful thing. I'm taking it away. Right, yeah, right. Shitty. By the way, uh, Jonathan, you spoke of your girlfriend doing your hair and and, you know, making you look good. You guys are hanging at home during this whole quarantine. I is it crazy to you when you read headlines about yourself considering you are dating Zoe Deschanel, who is also of note? Like I read something that said you have wedding fever. Now, when you read a headline like that, are you like, who, who's re- who's making this headline? Yeah, like on this press tour today, I was just asked in my last interview, like, oh, I, we we heard a rumor that you're engaged. I'm like. I'm pretty confident that I will ask my girlfriend to marry me before I tell a reporter that I'm going to tell her to marry. Like, it's not, not I'm not, you know, my personal life is my personal life and, and I don't talk about it, but it's, I don't know, like, it's the rumor mill that swarms around. We were actually laughing because almost every story that comes out is Drew gives permission for Jonathan to wed Zoe or Drew gives his nod to the relationship and Drew gives and so we coined the phrase, we were laughing, we're like, so is Drew my brother daddy? 
you have to approve everything that <laughs> yep. happens in my life? I don't understand why this is news. Now, uh, Jonathan, do you have the personality type that laughs at that? Or do you ever, like, hit up Zoe or your brother or someone and be like, yo, look at this freaking headline. How ridiculous. Do you laugh at it? Or is it actually irritating at times? I just don't give a shit. I, yeah. You know, it doesn't bother me. I, You know, one way or another, I mean, it, you know, there are people that go online, especially surrounding the election that just happened. You know, I'm, I'm a very passionate person. I'm insightful. I, I vote on policy. I actually read the legislation that's going to affect my life. And, um, you know, if I say anything about it, you'll get people that go on and say, you know, shut up and build homes or, you know, go back to Canada. We don't care. And I'm like, those are the people that really annoy me because they're hypocritical. You know, they're anarchists. They're just looking to stir stuff up. When somebody cracks a, you know, or a commenter has takes interest in something like my personal. Great. As long as they don't show up at my fence or my yep. gate, uh, mm-hmm. then I really don't care. Well, even if they do, you're six foot five. You know, you're a big dude. I think you can and handle yourself. I'm a second yourself. degree black belt yeah. in karate, so you know. You're a man of many out. talents, man. I, I, I'm happy you're here, Jonathan Scott, on and the Cavino and Rich Show, and a magician, a musician. <laughs> By the way, yeah. Besides being, you know, the most famous home repair real estate guy that of our lifetime, you could have been on another reality show. Do you regret your passing on The Bachelor back in the day? <laughs> uh. Not to toot my own horn, but I passed three times. Oh, uh, uh. Twice for the U.S. one, once for the Canadian one. Uh, no, I don't regret that at all. That would be my nightmare. I, there's literally nothing I would like less than to be on The Bachelor. That just feels... I would be so uncomfortable the whole time, yeah. What's so, the, no, I was quite confident in that pass. What's the Canadian one? Just more polite women? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Love oh you. my gosh! I'm so sorry. Well, tomorrow, what about maybe we go out for a walk on the beach? Hey, can I steal him for a minute? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me just steal him, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. I, before you got here, you know, speaking of the bachelor opportunities and the shows and all these opportunities you've had in life, how have you balanced out the celebrity? Right? Because I was talking about how you did the celebrity IOU thing, and and here you are with Jeremy Renner and Michael Bublé and and Brad Pitt and all these stars that. Watch what you do. You're fans of them, but they're fans of you. You know, as guys who just grew up playing sports and playing music and then, you know, working on houses and then becoming celebrities, how did that, how did you absorb all that? And how did that sort of change your life? And how do you balance it? Um, you know, it, it's funny because we surround ourselves with people who are just genuinely good people. Um, I, I spent a lot of years of my life getting, you know, the bad influences, the bad energy out of my life. And, um, we've kind of been that way growing up. My dad was in the film business growing up. And so, you know, he would occasionally invite us to sets and, and we would meet different people. And I was never really, it wasn't really something that, you know, I wasn't starstruck or something like that. You know, I, I'm more interested in just having a conversation with intelligent people who are insightful or passionate about something. And so when we came up, the funny thing is originally we came up with the concept for Celebrity IOU years and years ago. We could not sell the show. At that time, Drew and I couldn't host it, and um, and we had an amazing lineup of talent, of people that wanted to do the show, uh, couldn't get it sold. And then when things changed around, our schedules changed around a little, and then Discovery Networks had bought Scripps Networks, they were open to some more interesting, you know, unique programming, and we repitched it, and we sold it. And then all of a sudden, my the first season that we cast, yeah, it was Brad Pitt, Viola Davis, Jeremy Renner, Michael Bublé, Rebel Wilson. Uh, and all of a sudden, it was like, you know, everybody wanted to know about Celebrity IOU. These guys were so chill. When we were filming with them, 
you know, nothing dramatic. You know, they, they just wanted to do something good for someone who was important to them. Um, even like Brad Pitt, you know, the number one question I got from, you know, friends about him is, what does he smell like? Does he, not, <laughs> does he smell nice? Uh, but Brad was so cool. You know, he comes to set, took the time to meet everybody, all the crew, um, remembered their names. When he came back a couple weeks later to film, he remembered yeah. everyone's names and he was chatting. He was really so it was nice to see a different side of the people that you usually only see on a red carpet. You know, it was a great point. Remember, we were seeing Brad Pitt like with the walls down. He was he kept saying, "Oh man, that's trick," or whatever he whatever expression he used. Yes. I think it was like, "Yo, that's trick." But it was cool to see you guys interact. I don't so. even know what that means. Maybe, hey, I, I clearly, I'm on a whole different plane of cool exactly but it seems to me that you've embraced the celebrity side like you seem like a grounded dude hey man i just fix up houses and everything but the celebrity thing you've sort of owned and and it hasn't affected you in any way so that's awesome no it's 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 pretty good i mean it's funny i'm not going to dive in too deep into it but you know there are definitely celebrities who i wouldn't work with i'm not interested i'm not looking for somebody who's just trying to do this as a PR thing right. or it's really a selfish, you know, motivation for them. Um, you know, there, and then there are people who come to us and I'm like, you know, Elton John wanted to do something for somebody. And so, and I was like, amazing. Like how I can't picture Elton swinging a sledgehammer and busting a wall down, but I love that you have this eclectic mix of the most random people who really want to, you know, give back to somebody. So, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. So we're, we already announced season two, amazing lineup for season two zoe is actually kicking off season two with her episode and we've got rain wilson allison janney a whole bunch of amazing people so it's gonna be pretty good hey uh jonathan from a, a selfish uh, question i meet with my general contractor today to go over the initial <laughs> stuff well, hold what, on if what, you have a selfish question i have one yeah. too what what uh what advice would you give someone that's not doing their own home renovation but it's, i'm not flipping it and selling it but it's a house that's going to need yeah, it has a pretty big renovation budget. Do I need to just keep them honest, keep them on track? Like, what what would you do? Because I'm I'm not very pushy like Cavino. I don't want anyone <laughs> walking all over me. What what would, what advice would you give someone doing this? I like that you were humble bragging. You know, I've got a pretty substantial budget. I got a pretty putting it out there yeah. that I got some cash thrown at this. So, thing. By the way, uh, the, the first thing we're doing is I don't know whether what the price point's even going to be is uh, taking up the ceilings and vaulting them, and I hear that's a hassle in itself just permit wise so that's like step one you don't have water slide money like he has no i don't know no, 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 you don't got that the shit. difference is i can do it all myself i know uh, <laughs> so you know the big thing is educate yourself on what some of the costs are because you will discover that um you know sometimes you'll get i always say you know get multiple quotes and you know if this is a, a, a gc that you trust and you know the you know he's going to be honest that's the most important thing but um you're going to have last minute changes. There are going to be problems that you come across. So you have to make sure you have a contingency always. Okay. Usually contingency is only about maybe 10%. Sometimes if it's a known area with problems or the older the house is, you want to have a little bit more. Um, but try not to do like Drew is the worst. Drew will add on <laughs> huge things to a project at the last minute. And then it costs more to have to accommodate that. So like even his house in L.A., he, we were never supposed to dig a basement in his house and we basically had to lift it's a it's a historic home so we couldn't change the exterior facade we had to lift the whole house up off the ground temporarily on these giant steel beams dig a, a 10-foot basement do all the foundation and then drop it back down that was all added on that wasn't part of the original wow. scope and of course he didn't give me any more time to do it so 
Um, anyway, so that's it. Be honest, be realistic with yourself, educate yourself on some of the process and ask questions. If your GC makes you feel like an idiot for asking questions, then he or she are the idiot because they, that is your job. It's your home. It's your money. You should ask questions without micromanaging. Gotcha. Jonathan Scott, property brother. We have a property bro here. I always joke that Rich was the fourth property brother or the third, <laughs> right? We, we got to include JD here too. Um, I want to talk about your, your relationship with your brothers in a minute and of course power trip. But my personal question, I have a bit of, del- of, of a dilemma. I know Drew is more of the interior design guy, but who better to ask, right? Than a property brother. Than a property brother. I have a couch dilemma. Uh, and, and I want to ask you about this. I have a brand new condo. Everything's sort of gray and white. Everything's sort of gray and white, sort of drab, but modern looking. And I don't know if I should His go. His condo looks like the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas. Kind it, of. It's, it's very like mod. I just moved modern. in a week ago. I don't know if I very should. Very American psycho. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't know if I should go teal couch, gray rug, or gray couch, teal rug. And and I to, have yeah I have the, the pictures yeah let me pull real it up quick for you. this First is the world problem exactly yeah. so but who better current, ask this, this is, is the current, current setup one. this is my old couch right, it's very drab away. and boring I need a new look so this is the teal couch gray rug gray mm-hmm. rug and then oh, wow. this is the gray couch teal rug you know I think a real missed opportunity is doing something with that wall behind the sofa you've got this oh. opportunity you've got this front facing wall you could do something interesting there you know, make a statement with wallpaper, you know, you can do something with decorative trim. Um, I'm not sure why there's a third speaker right where your head goes. Me either. I'm I'm hoping my new couch covers that. Yes. (laughs) Very odd. Yeah. But um, yes, I mean, for myself, uh, well, the most important thing with the sofa is it's got to be comfortable. And so, and I'm a tall guy, so I like a a slightly higher back and a deep seat. Um, So that's the most comfortable thing. Um, Drew does have, you know, at his place, this beautiful, green sofa and it makes a statement and so i do like having a little bit of color um your area rugs are another place essentially it depends on how risky you are if you don't like making a real statement like hey i love color and here it is then put it in the area rug because it's a little less in your face but it still anchors the space but if you like to make a statement say you know what i'm not just a ball cap t-shirts kind of guy i'm good with design then you can put it in the sofa. Well, then, the couch. What, what does Jonathan the say when you know the, the, the husband and wife or the man and woman disagree here? Well, sometimes I think Drew and me were like marriage counselors. <laughs> and so, you know, trying to get two people to agree who, I mean, some people have very harsh opinions about what they want, what they don't want. Um, I think what we try and do is find, find some common ground. You know, maybe if one of the, you know, husband and wife do most of the cooking, maybe that person gets the final say in the kitchen. If another person maybe, you know, is really all about the backyard, maybe they get the final say in the backyard. Oh, you um, sit you sit around like more. Point, you sit I'd around like more so how yeah. nice Drew is, by the way. Drew just brought me an omelet behind camera. Is that he, so, is he there? It's actually French toast with some omelet. What a guy. How nice is that? Wow. What a guy. Now that's brotherly love. Right? Say yeah. hello, man. Right Say hello. We're hello, big Drew. fans. Hello. Hi, Drew. Me and Rich. We got, so th- Drew was actually kind enough to let me use his recording space um, in his house because uh, he's got the hardwired internet and everything. I was having internet issues over at my place. So yeah, I'm actually in Drew's attic recording space right now hey jonathan uh i i one last question because I, I i'm so fascinated by your documentary you are a filmmaker like you said your dad was a filmmaker you're a filmmaker now um you have a great setup behind you and i have to point it out it's beautiful 
are people now wanting setups for at-home work? Do you notice more people are saying like, hey, listen, I'm working at home. Part of my new setup is I need something cool behind me. Yeah. I, need my, I need my room, my office to be dope. Yeah, because for all you know, right now, I could be in the middle of a garage or yeah. I could be in like a <laughs> sex dungeon right. or something like that. You don't know. All you see are shelves and pretty things. Uh, oh, you we, mean you mean true sex had, dungeon where they dig uh, <laughs> dug ten feet uh, <laughs> in the basement? Yeah, yeah I, I heard about yes. that. Yeah, you know it's, it's not just teal and gray; it's Fifty Shades that we're dealing yeah. with. <laughs> so we're um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Most of the questions we've been getting, you know, lately, particularly when COVID first started, people were like, "I need, I desperately need to have a space where I can, you know, work from home and make it look professional." And, you know, so it's best to one to try and think of a place where you're not going to have kids running through. And I, I've had that, you know, too, where I've been interrupted in the middle of a, an interview or something. So you want to try and find a space where there's not traffic going by regularly mm-hmm. or noise that's distracting. That's most important. And then find, you know, an area. It doesn't like I'm not taking up much room at all. You don't have to be showing the depth of a full room as, as nice as that looks. Because I've done an interview. I did an interview with one of the um, pop culture, you know, news programs. And uh, the person was interviewing and their, their bed was behind them unmade. And so I remember I said in the interview, I'm like, you didn't want to make your bed for the interview? And they were mortified. It's like, <laughs> you know, find a space where you can control how much you have to whip together and make look good. We actually created a whole whack of virtual backgrounds for people who were too lazy to make their bed. And uh, we put those up with our, our site, casaza.com. And um, it's an online marketplace. And so we put those out for people so they could download them. And it looks like they have a professional office. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jonathan Scott's Power Trip premieres November 16th on PBS's Independent Lens. Jonathan, this seems to be uh, just watching the trailer. I'm going to watch it tonight. Our producer got to watch it last night. And he was saying just just from the trailer, you see what a divide this country is, not only politically, but when it comes to these type of issues. I saw you in one of the clips having a conversation with someone that was giving you such just bullshit answers as to why solar wasn't what, how they were going. Yeah. There are so many myths about renewable energy and it's been purposely purposely made a partisan issue for a while, but it's not, you know, when you meet, I, I went all over the country for three years. This was my passion project. I fell into it cause I didn't really know much about solar and I had so many challenges and complications uh, when I was putting my own solar in and the more I dug in, all of a sudden I realized there was this consorted effort to stifle innovation. The fossil fuel utilities, they don't want to lose their revenues. And so they were preventing people from having particularly rooftop solar. Now, a lot of them are having utility scale solar in their mix, but they want to control it so that you can't do it on your own roof. And um, it really pissed me off because the, the communities that are impacted the most with the financial down, downfall, but also the, the human health issues are usually low-income communities. They're close to the coal, you know, polluting power plants or the gas polluting power plants. And um, so it really frustrated me. I fell into this. I, I traveled around the country. I met with hundreds of, of people from all different walks of life. And I realized conservatives, Democrats, independent, everybody is on board with the fact that renewable energy, it's good for the environment. It's good for people. Now they've got, you know, venture capitalists and investment firms that are pumping billions of dollars into solar and renewable energy infrastructure because it's now good for business. So all of these playbook, you know, tactics that the fossil fuel utilities have been using, calling it a subsidy, calling it bad for business, they've been busted. 
So the film hits on a few things that no one's ever really talked about, the coal ash problem, um, the economic impact to uh, low-income communities. I think it's important that people see this and they realize what we take for granted in how we get our energy um, is a really nasty war that's being waged right now. And if we turn a blind eye to it and we take it for granted, those rights are going to be taken away. Jonathan, I, I saw just people that are so used to their way of living that their health was like a like almost like the backstory. Like I, I didn't realize I was like the black lung. That sounds like something from Zoolander. People are dying yeah. and they're like, yeah, my dad died of the black lung. I got the black lung. It, it is. It's almost like it is what it is. And you were like, no, it's not. It is what it is. Like, yeah, it, doesn't- it was really, it, it was, it was both heartbreaking and also frustrating. Uh, and so I went to Kentucky and I met with a lot of coal miners. And the reason I wanted to do that is my grandfather was a coal miner. He right. died of black lung and cancer. And uh, he, when I was meeting with these people, these communities are dying. Yeah. You know, I, some of these folks are saying, yeah, I mean, I've, I've lost hundreds and hundreds of friends. They've all died of black lung or cancer. And I said, I'm like, you realize that's not normal, right? right. Like somebody who's 50 yeah. should not have hundreds of their friends and family who have died. And there was one interview I was doing with a, a gentleman named Billy Noble. And there's, and you see it in the film. There's a moment in the film where he defends that if he had the opportunity to, you know, work in solar or open another mine, he would choose to open a mine because that's what they know. And I said to him, like, you would want your child to go and work knowing that they will get sick the same way you got sick. And it's like something clicked. And all of a sudden he realized that wasn't the way. It's just all they know. These are not people that need to be vilified. These are good people who want to work. They want to do a good job. They want to provide for their families. They're being pumped misinformation from a federal government, from the, the these coal companies who are saying that the coal jobs are going to come back. They All they care about is getting their vote. They don't care. The jobs are not coming back because it's too expensive to operate a coal power plant these days with all of the problems and the health after effects. It's cheaper to move into even natural gas. So that's the problem is you, you have these, this misinformation. You have these people that just want to do a good job. The fortunate thing is there are companies, we found a company in Kentucky, a nonprofit whose sole mission is to retrain coal workers, coal miners into renewable energy jobs. That's great. And right it's there. working. So that's what we need. It's not about vilifying people who were the backbone of the country and turned the lights on, um, created the industrial revolution. It's about finding a way where we can help and support people so that these communities aren't dying. Jonathan Scott's power trip. I have one last question. If there's such a, a, a divide a, a, on solar energy and things like that, what sort of reaction have you been getting? I know it comes out on the 16th, but online, people talking about it, the buzz. Are you aware of it? What have you been reading and seeing, and have you been commenting? Yeah, I mean, I've been – it's sort of you know split down the middle. It's the same thing you know with the election, that there are people online who are just anarchists. There are bots. There are people who are just trying to start an argument. You got to ignore that like white noise, because these are not real people who are really willing to have a discussion about it. There is it was interesting. It didn't make it into the film, but it was one of the interviews I did was with Jack Abramoff, who was one of the most notorious lobbyists in America. He went to prison for the, the casino scandal, but now he's out and he really wants to point out what's not working in government. And one of the things he was saying is the majority of Americans are pro-renewable energy. They agree that renewable energy is a good thing. So if the majority of people believe it's a good thing, why is renewable energy still struggling? And it's because 
they don't know how to play the game right. They're not lobbying the same way that big business and fossil fuel companies are lobbying. But the good thing is now that all the BS is being exposed and you see in the film, like in Florida, the scandal with the election and the, and the fake prop uh, that they were they're voting on, um, all of this stuff is bust wide open. People aren't going to stand for anymore. They're, they've had enough. And so that's why I think the truth will get out there. And I created the site powertriptruth.com so that if somebody does want to take a step and say, can I use my voice? Who do I talk to? There's a simple guide. But make sure you know where your facts are coming from. Well, speaking of using your voice, uh, I want to play you out with a song called Being Honest, uh, which is featured in this film, Power Trip. This is Jonathan. Wow. Jonathan Scott. I thought Drew was the uh, the romantic guitar player of the family, singer-songwriter. The voice of an angel, I tell you. Here it <laughs> wow. is. Look at this. Man. Let me hear this for a second. You don't want to see the problem. I'm tired of that excuse. All it really takes is a little bit of truth. Is that so hard? Is that how you went over Zoe, Jonathan, with the, <laughs> with the voice of an angel? Yeah. Hey, I met her doing carpool karaoke, so that I is guess true. That's right. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, one last thing uh, for people that are doing what I'm doing: home renovations. Is that a great time to investigate solar? Absolutely. There are a lot of places, like in California, if you're doing a major renovation or building a new place, you have to make it solar ready um, for when you are ready to put solar on it. Um, but yeah, d- check it out. If you have the the financial means to buy your own system and put it in, I 100% recommend that's the way to go. But there are also companies, if you just want to do something that's good for the environment, but you don't have the capital to put up front, there's companies like SolarCity and Sunrun who will lease you the systems. And um, you'll get a small break on the cost of your energy, but yeah, there's, you'll there's, there's some tax never breaks. have to maintenance anything. Yeah, there's some tax breaks. And I think it's like, like I, I saw somewhere like 15 to 20 grand or something like that. It's not, a, it's not yeah. like a crazy thing. All right, well, dude. It's all state to state. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, right. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time, man. A pleasure to finally meet you. And uh, hey, when the world is normal, we'll uh, see you in the studio hopefully one day. Looking forward to it. Thank you right, so man. much, man. Good luck with the project. Thank, Thank you. you. Have, enjoy that omelet. Okay. All right, well, uh, we'll be <laughs> French toast. French toast. toast. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Uh, the wheel. Oh, the wheel. Oh, no. The wheel of dumb thoughts. It says... Let's hear Rich's man-to-man theory. Oh, the man-to-man theory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man-to-man theory that you this and Sarah is, discussed. This is... This is something. I like the wheel of dumb thoughts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You like the like the Vegas style yeah. electric? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so, it's so, like, I was hoping goofy. for more of like a wheel know, of fortune. Know, no, I like this no, one. Like oh, goofy. let's hear it again, Spot. No. My- <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! What's it gonna be? Holy bananas! <laughs> How to make women orgasm? <laughs> so you want to start with the man-to-man theory? Yeah, why not? <sighs> My wife has this thing, and I, I just told her to call up because she's like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, it is a big deal because you do this shit all the time, and I know what she's trying to do. Sarah doesn't want to ever be confrontational with people, ask for a favor, or interact with people unnecessarily. She's like you. I don't want any of those things okay. either. It's no all of one those things, does. Ah, some people look for it. Uh, some people look, so look you, for People could argue you look for issues. No, I don't. You said it earlier in the show. I don't look for it. It's I'm oh. a magnet for it. No, because you secretly 
You said it earlier in the show. You I said, don't look for confrontation. You said you have, you said you have no issues, and somehow no, 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 issues no, no, no. find you because you want them. The universe. Subconsciously. I make, I make uh, mountains out of molehills. That's what I was getting at. You know, I wasn't saying I bring issues into my life. I, I do subconsciously. Or the universe gives them to me. I'm not sure why. I don't want that shit. I don't want people barging into my kitchen to yell at me. I don't want that. It just happens. Now, Sarah has the man-to-man theory. Uh-oh. I'm like, babe, you're just making shit up. It's like fool's talk. So anytime Sarah is inconvenienced or needs a favor, she's like, babe, you do it. And I'm like, why are you asking me to do You know how your ex-wife used to give every customer service person on earth your phone number? Still does, I think. <laughs> That's a nice thing to do to your ex, by the way. That's a good trick. If you want to fuck with your uh, ex-husband or ex-wife, hey, have at it. Give every customer service person their number. So, oh, is Sarah on the phone spot? Sarah, are you there? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm telling everyone about your man-to-man theory. I think I'm going to agree with you. I don't. Wait, I actually agree with you. Say it again. No, go ahead. Let's say, what, do you want me to explain first? Maybe that, I could do that. I don't know. Why don't so, you explain to me man-to-man before she uh, okay, chimes Man-to-man. Yeah. All right. Any scenario in which my wife doesn't want to do something, she's like, babe, do it. No, you do it. Like, man-to-man. And I'm like, no, hold on. Yes. No, what did you say the other day? You said bro to bro. Like trying to now she was trying to talk to me. Like, all right, maybe he doesn't relate to the man to man thing. She's like, do it no, bro to bro. I thought it'd do something. I thought it'd be better coming from you. All right, great. Uh, and I always think that I, agree I think with the that. opposite. No, no, no. I think okay. the opposite. I think coming from the sweet, attractive woman is always the better answer. I'll, I'll give you two examples. <laughs> and two examples. <laughs> We go, to, we, go, we go to Starbucks. Yeah. And get a cold brew with a little pump of, of vanilla. That sounds tasty. Taste the coffee. Oh, they clearly did not put enough vanilla in. I have a fucking big venti one. I'm not going to spend four or five bucks for a coffee and not be happy. You need a few more. I need and maybe one more. Yeah, a little. A definite. definite uh, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But maybe a. Or maybe a big, like a long like one. A, like a. Yeah, like a, exactly. Yeah, like, or a little pour of that vanilla sweet cream on top side, a little, a little bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, maybe a little. So the guy that oh helped, the guy that helped us, <laughs> the guy that helped us, was maybe like a thirty-year-old guy working at Starbucks, right? And I go, Sarah, I need more sweet cream. Do you mind going back in? And she goes, You go back in, bro to bro, man to man. I go, Sarah. I was like, Sarah, coming from you, if you go back in there. If you go back in there and you're like, hey, excuse me, no, can I just get another no. sweet? I feel like you're uh, being a little barista beach right now. I think her, you, thank you. Right. Let her, let her defend herself. Okay, go ahead, sir. First off, thank you, Covino. Because, yes, he was being a little barista bitch because I go in there. He thinks – he doesn't give a shit that I'm, um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a girl going in there. First off, he's like, ugh, she's a Karen. Ugh, whatever. Here's more of your cream, your highness. Like, it's, but yeah, at first goes in, he goes, yo, man, like, can I just get more cream? Like, he'll be like, yeah, bro, like, whatever. So Sarah thinks, like, hold on, I'm glad you said that. Sarah thinks that I in think, I think the opposite. No, 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 I'm not Sarah, done. Oh, you're not done. I'm, I'm sorry. not done. Proceed, Karen. Another, another, no, no, I'm not done. First off, another thing, too, it's your cream. Can you just go in and do it yourself because it's for you? Like, uh-huh. I'm not your errand bit. 
Uh, she makes a point. All right. But my point is that Sarah thinks that every, whether it be, not, it's not even like a hassle. Like every interaction, Sarah thinks bro to bro holds more weight than attractive girl and asking for That's something. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, Kavino, you're the guy, let's say you're working at Starbucks. You're a 30-year-old guy working at Starbucks uh, yeah. pouring macchiatos. Man boy to man boy. All right. I'd probably step up and say, hey, dude, you, 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 you jip me on my... Okay, so, so, yeah, so well, no, 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 I'm no, saying no, no, no. you're the guy working at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. If some dude comes in, he's like, hey, bro, can I get more vanilla in my coffee? You, you'd be like, yeah, sure, give it to me. If an attractive girl's like, can I have some more sweet cream? You'd be like, yeah, sure. Who does he rather interact I'll, with? I'll give you my sweet cream. Right? Who, does yeah. he, who does he rather sorry, interact sorry. with? Sorry. Well, I think <laughs> if you want my real answer, yes. I think that it, this is a case-by-case thing. I really do. Yeah. Like, there's certain scenarios where I think the guy takes the lead, and there's certain scenarios where the woman has a better chance of getting it done. You know, I really believe yeah, that. Yeah, like, the attractive woman has a 99% better chance or interaction ratio than a guy asking for it, anything. It, it, no, it depends. <laughs> so, like, if it's a man-centric thing, like, Kristen always charges me with the man-centric things, like okay. like yes. car dealerships yes. and, and tire places. Uh, exactly. And, and, uh-huh. and, like, my, <laughs> like, the guy's doing my... Like the guys doing my uh, handyman work, the renovations at my condo, right? You know, they've they've done a crappy job, in my opinion. Like they did, yeah. they didn't do everything they were supposed to do. That's not something I have Jordan complain about. Exactly. That's man to man. Like, okay, hey, listen, uh, I paid agree. you to do a job. It, it doesn't doesn't look good. You, you could you could you could make the argument. Everything Kavino just said is right. It's a very case by case, but it's very clear what scenarios. I'll give you another scenario. So I went into GameStop recently, and they didn't want to take back my Xbox for some stupid reason. That's a Jordan errand. So you know what? Jordan, I bet you if you go in there, Jumbo's <gasps> a-blazing, some goon in the counter, like, oh, whatever you have, I'll give you 80 bucks for it. Yeah. You know, that will probably work to my advantage. See, so I already, I already had this conversation. Yeah. See, Sarah doesn't understand that... And by the way, so funny coming from Sarah, who spent her twenties like you spent your twenties like making money being good looking. So like, how can you? How can you? By the way, that's a compliment. I know, but I'm saying, how could you argue that? What a perk, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah, must be nice. So how could you not understand that in customer service situations with dudes is one thing. Now I agree, car dealerships, man centric uh, things. Nailed it. Yeah. Not yeah. to be sexist, but it's it true. really there really is because the people that work in these fields are generally if sexist. Ned Stevens comes to clean out your gutters, and uh, you want to get the deal, work the deal. Uh, I'll pay you this for cash. You gonna send Kristen to do that, no. or are you gonna handle? No, that? that's a yeah. guy thing. That's, that's agreed. That's yeah, it. So that's trade work and all that stuff. I, unless you're like in that trade. What guy? Has Rich taken over that I uh, don't already I'll tell you what. It. I'll tell you what, you, you wise ass. What guy stuff have I taken over? You know, every yeah, time she we... She is the handyman. Anytime we deal yeah, with... any time way more manly than you are. Anytime we deal with a contractor or anyone, Sarah will be like... She, <laughs> like car dealerships, anything, Sarah, you overestimate. You're like, oh my God, what a great deal. I'm like, you never tell someone it's a great deal. say that, that one time in a mattress store seven years ago, and you still <laughs> hold me to that. <laughs> a mattress store. Yeah. We were getting a mattress One years time. ago. I don't yeah, years do ago. That. About a decade ago, we we're in a mattress store, and they're like, "Yeah, Memorial Day said this mattress is like three thousand dollars." And Sarah goes, "That's it? What a great deal!" I'm like, "We're leaving. We're out. We're leaving. We're leaving. We're leaving." No, no. Oh, that Sarah, you can never live like Sarah. Sarah, Sarah we're, we'll be at, we'll be at a car dealership. We'll be at a car dealership, and they're like, "Yeah, and your monthly payment will be three eighty nine And Sarah's like, "That's it? Like, like 
Oh Rich, cut God, the I'm check. So glad you have like the reputation of not saying truthful things because at least I have the backup of like people understanding that you like are embellishing this. I right, because he didn't see titties get either. Get out of here. I saw titties, and also, let me give you the one example that put this over the top, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Perfect. It's the man-to-man theory versus the attractive girl asking for something. Yeah, As you okay, know, Dan. So, oh Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> I'm going to let you Jesus. finish it, but you are so shooting yourself in the foot for just the scenario did because it does not apply to the bro and the man that you're about to mention. Okay, I can't wait to hear it now. Man, I'm going to strangle you. Cut the tension with a knife. Gonna, I I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to choke you and not the way you like. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Well, oh, uh, so, it's something. All right. Uh, so, hey now. As you know, down in Texas, my mom is moving there. So since my brother and sister don't seem to give a fuck about anyone, <laughs> I'm in charge of my mother. So, hey, congratulations. Spin the wheel, Spot. I won Marianne. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> hold on. Spin the wheel. What did I win? Big bucks, big bucks, come on, big, big bucks. money. Come on, come on. A trip to a trip. 10000 No, wait. $1 million. Bucks. Here it comes. Oh, my God. And... What's it going to be? Oh, you oh, won Marianne. Oh, congratulations. Oh, you your mom. Wait, so wait. Hi, I, Richie. Wait, Hi, I, Angie. Wait, I, I won the responsibility of my mother for the next 20 years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Richie. So I'm moving my mother down to Texas, <laughs> getting our Texas house ready for her. Um, as I've explained on the air before, my mother uh, had a short sale, her home on Long Island. Uh, otherwise, it would be foreclosed on. My mother's moving to live in my rental house in Texas. Long story short, her social security covers the mortgage, so it works out. She just needs to move down to Texas, get a part-time job, and we got everything handled. Now, Sarah and I, and Sarah, I got to tell you, like I've Sarah, the other day I was bragging about mm-hmm. how great you were, so fucking slow. Uh, mm-hmm. Sarah is going on like Facebook Marketplace and going online and finding all cool little furniture pieces for my mom's new place, our place, right? Well, if you need a, a table. On Facebook Marketplace, yeah. I'm selling one that nobody seems to want. So. No, that's fine. Are you, oh, wait. Sarah has a theory about you, by the way, oh. that she said the other day. Cool. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, no. You know. right, so, so Sarah's furnishing our place. And so it's like, oh, cool. Look at that great cabinet. 40 bucks? Awesome. We'll take it. Look at that coffee table. 50 bucks? Awesome. So we got a beautiful TV stand with drawers, and it's like, Natural wood. Sarah's going to sand it down. She said, make it all pretty for my mom. My mom was like, that's beautiful. But we're in L.A. now. And the woman's like, hey, do you want to come pick up this piece? She's like, well, yeah. Why don't we ask our friend Loren's husband, Turner? You know, big old Turner. I love Turner. She's like, why don't, you, why don't you call Turner and ask him if he could do it? You know, bro to bro. I'm like, or you can ask your friend if her or her husband could pick it up because – Coming from you is better than me. Uh, I disagree. Oh, you think I should bro to bro call yeah, Turner? I do. Oh. For, for this one, <laughs> do you like do you do you, you communicate talk about this guy? All I, time. Yeah, we're, we're buds. Do you text with him a lot? Yeah, once in a while about a game. Like, oh, do you see Aaron Rodgers? Like shit no, like that. I don't think I don't think the relationship's there. You don't think so? No, it's, Sarah, it's Sarah's best yeah, friend. No, 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 it's Sarah's best friend and her husband. Sarah thinks right, I should yeah, call the husband and be like. I know we have a relationship, but I always thought you had a pretty good I do. relationship. I do. We've been on vacation. With, we've been on vacation with them. We love them. But Sarah's like, I think coming from you, bro to bro, I said, or coming from like their female friend who's yeah, like, like I, I yeah, think of like our, like our, when he's married. 
married. And like, all right, all right. an attractive wife with like the fourth kid on the way. You really think the whole like, oh, but a girl's touch is better on this. No, 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 no. It's okay. like, coming from his good friend. Okay. Like I think of our circle of friends yeah. and we apply it to us. Like our friend Shannon and, and her man Mike. Yeah, they've been together years. They're they've a been together years. We've gone, we've hung out with them. We've done, you know, we went away for his birthday weekend. If I needed him to like come and help me move like a fucking TV or something, I wouldn't reach out to him directly. I'd, I'd either like, hey, reach Shannon, out to hey, Shannon, Shannon, you think, Shannon you think or, I'd have, to, yeah. or I'd have Kristen reach out to Shannon to reach out to Mike. Be like, <laughs> hey, could Mike, can okay. you guys come over and Mike can help me move the TV? I wouldn't. That's like the same situation. So I thought Rich was closer to Turner than that, though. That's I a relationship I, kind I, I of thing. Okay, fair I am, enough. I am close, but it's it's but it's still Sarah's best friend. Yeah, her husband. That'll be okay. like Sarah asking you to help with something instead of me. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Sarah, you could ask me directly. Yeah. Yeah. But well, anyway, it's the, it's the man. Like, it's the it's what works better is the, is this this long drawn out story is what works better. It's case asking, by case. Asking bro to bro, man to man, or having your wife ask the favor. And I think you're right. It is circumstantial. If it's at a hardware store or with a contractor or a car dealership, that might be different than. If you need more cream in your coffee, I think it's nicer when the girl goes up. Can I have a little more cream? Because I look go like a fucking your, ma- a masa. Right, go get my own cream. All right, I will. You know what? Yeah, go get. You know what's yeah, funny yeah. is I always volunteer the. I always volunteer like I. You want to say it or do you want me to say it? Because I'll say it, but say I'm it. leaving it to you. That's usually I have that conversation yeah. like three times a week at least. Yeah. You want to say it or do you want me to say it? Because I'll say it. Yeah. But if you want to say it, it'll be better. What do you like think? A, a soft, feminine body. Yeah. Will oh sorry, <laughs> will uh, soften the blow of the request. Like you, we, I don't think women understand their own power. I don't think they do. I think women like, them batting their eyes and, women and showing don't their cleavage. I think they they no, want to avoid this because of that reputation. You know, yeah, because a guy could be like bro to bro, but if a woman does it, she's a bitch. No, right. So yeah. there's there's that. I, hey, you handle it because I don't want to come across as a bitch when you would go up there and you're just like yo bro to bro. You know, hey, I'm not trying to be a pain. When women just come across bitchy all the time. I, I think... And that's unfair to women. I, I think you nailed it. And I, I hate when things are circumstantial because there's no real answer. But it's true. But I think yeah. it depends on the place. And I think particularly at the coffee shop, if my caramel macchiato didn't have enough caramel in it, I look like a fucking jerk off being like, can I get more caramel? But I wanted more yeah. caramel. But isn't that a nice softer touch from your wife or girlfriend to be like, can I get more caramel? Come on. They forgot the whipped cream on my creme brulee latte. Do I look like the biggest Maybe you don't need it. doofus of all time? Cook them more whipped cream. <laughs> or Sarah could ask him. I, I don't care about being a pain, dude, to be right. honest. It's right. in my nature. So I'll ask that guy in, in a heartbeat. And I'll, I'll apologize or I'll say it kindly. Hey, man, sorry mm-hmm. to be a pain, but right. I feel well, like you know I deserve a little more than that. Babe, I love you, and uh, I'll let you go. I'll let you go after you tell Kavino how you insult how you uh, insulted him the other day on uh, Facebook Marketplace. It, it's okay, Sarah. Rich does this to me all the time. He says like awkward things in front of people. I oh, know. I'd love to hear what, well, what did she off, say. I don't know. Yeah, what did I say? Because I honestly don't know. You were I saying was talking about when, I was, when I was saying people were proud of what they put on. Yeah, she's saying there's certain people that put stuff on I Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I didn't advertise it to no, friends. No, 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 no. There's people that put stuff on Facebook Marketplace yeah. and they way overvalue their own things. Oh yeah, because it means something to them. Yeah, and I, you know, Sarah, maybe I was the one that brought up Covino, and then you're like, yeah, that's him, because we've noticed people that are like beautiful table. 
like a hundred bucks. And then there's someone else that's like, beautiful table, 800 bucks. You're like, 800 bucks? You're on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> no, but that's everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's offer up. That's, uh, any, where else would you get? Uh, let go. Let go. Any of these places. There's Andy's pe- list. There's people where you could be like, spot, your table's beautiful. If you wanted to sell this, I'm sorry to ask you, but how much did you pay for it? Like a thousand bucks? It's a beautiful table. Probably, yeah. So that's like, you bought it maybe a thousand, twelve hundred dollars? I'd price it half. I would say that's, like a four hundred. You put four hundred dollars on 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 the on the internet. You get four hundred for that. But there's people that would be like, "Well, I bought it for twelve hundred, thousand. It's like nine hundred. You're not going to get no, it. It's amazing yeah. to watch the negotiating tactics and the insulting oh, natures yeah. that go on. Like someone could be like, "Yeah, I'm selling this TV stand and the t- and uh, and the ottoman for six hundred dollars." And someone's like, "I'll give you a hundred. I'll like, tell you unless, right now unless I ju- unless like yeah, I sh- that new piece that I bought from IKEA, right? I got it. I I just bought it. I put it together, and let's say I I set it up, and I'm like, I don't like it there. It's not gonna, you know what? It's not gonna fit here. I would sell it for close to price. I would say just bought it, just put together, want full yep. price. Yeah. But like this TV stand that I've had for five years, yeah, I put it together. It's in great condition. It doesn't really have scratches on it. I'd sell it for half price. Half of what I paid. Mine, yeah. I paid eleven hundred, including tax. Your table, the one that with the little bubble in it. Yeah. I t- want me to tell you what I would pay. Oh, three hundred bucks. I paid two fifty to three hundred. Yeah. I'm pay- I have five twenty five. Yes. <laughs> five twenty five for a th- five, table with a bubble in it. Five hundred on Craigslist. See, Sarah, you were right. But no one's even made an offer. Make an offer. You know, you you gotta keep that in mind. That people are always gonna lowball you. Yeah. So if you have it at five hundred, someone's gonna say I'll give you three, and then you meet them halfway in the middle. You know, so. You can't put it at what you're going to sell it for. You're going to get lowballed in this system. Always. You ever see that show on HGTV, like Flea Market Flop or something like that? I know you love shows with the flop in the title. Yeah, you yeah. do. No, is, is it Flea Market Flop? I don't know. Sarah's been watching it where, so, Kavino, people go to like these flea markets and be like that old, the, the whole point of the show is they, they have to buy three items, fix them up, and see who can make the most profit. A show that like a guy like Gary V would like, right? Yeah. Because there's value in things. So someone will buy like an old mirror for like 30 bucks. They shine it up, uh, put little sticks on it call, it, call it a coffee table, and someone buys it for like 380 It's amazing how what value is to people, you know? Yeah, well, I got a few items that are holding me back if anyone wants to buy them. Got to get rid of my couch. And my table, and no one seems to want it. So uh, please, somebody. Chris in Arizona, up. you're on the show. What's up, hey, man? Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. I, I was just saying that I agree with both what Cavino and, and Spot was saying. You know, if you bought something a month ago and it's just not going to work and you still have the box, instructions, receipt, and all that stuff, you should <clears> at <throat> least get 80% for it. You, you know, if Agreed. not, maybe a little bit more. And then like what Cavino says, you want 500 you're going to list it for 650 you're going to get low bold, so you're going to settle at 500. That's the thing. I don't think Rich realizes the art in which these fucking mongrels negotiate. Yeah. They come in so low. Give me 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, hold on, slow down. So, of course, it's like, you know, you got to keep it a balance there cuz the the offer is not going to be what you want. I know that. So, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. The man-to-man theory to wrap it up. Yeah. The the real answer is this case by case. Women always have the advantage because they're cute, yeah, right? Always. Uh, but then again, they come across bitchy to, to a lot of people, which is mm-hmm. unfair. So again, you got to you got to play it out. 
you got to have that conversation. And I said before, you want to say it? Or you want me to say it? All right, I have a question. Yeah. You're at a restaurant. Yep. Yes. Before uh, COVID and the world was normal. And by the way, updates in the COVID world. Did you see this morning? No. Of course. Oh, really? Of course, the election's over. Come on, con- come on, wink, cons- wink, wink. Come on, conspiracies. No, the election's over. Wink, wink. We'll, ex- we'll explain that in a minute. But let's say you're at a restaurant. What does Cavino love more than anything, Spot? At a restaurant? Dippings. 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 Let's Fixings. say let's say the guy two times forgets your barbecue sauce. I feel like you could be a pain in the ass, but there's, there's times where I'm like, babe, ask him for the barbecue sauce, or do you want to ask? I feel like you're being a boot, though, a little bit. Because I'm always quick to ask, and then I get ridiculed for being a pain. So I'm like, fuck that. I don't care about being a pain in those scenarios. I don't. If I know I'm in the right, I ask this guy twice, I don't need uh, well, Jordan or Sarah yeah, to That's right, because that, that's more of a correction. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's the case power. By case. I feel like the power of. I always, I'll always take that lead, but I'm giving the woman the choice. Right. Do you want me to be the jerk off, or do you feel like you have the advantage here? That's how I handle it. I'm willing to be the jerk off 100% of the time. 100%. I don't want to be, but I'm willing to be. <laughs> what right. do you want to do? How do you want to handle this? Where do you think the advantage is? And, and like you said, Rich, there are times. Like the, like the person at the video game store was like, I don't want your Xbox. <laughs> that guy didn't want to deal with me. I think Jordan has a better shot. Hey, Jordan, why don't you go in there and sell the Xbox? You know, there's, there's certain moments in life where man-to-man works, but woman-to-man has the advantage. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. When your friend should shave part of their body oh, that they're not. You know what? Can you get, tell, get Mark Zito on the phone? Mark Zito. Yeah. Do we have to? All right. Let me. This is happening. Mark Zito, host of This Is Happening, the best show on Series Six. By the way, who's a proud papa now? One so of our congratulations. One of our best buds, Mark Zito. He's living the dad life to the fullest. Mark Zito. I don't know if this has been addressed yet, but I saw a picture online, and I and I had a major issue with it because it's something that's so easily correctable. One of my good pals, a guy that I grew up, we're talking about growing up in radio. Ryan Sampson and I are the perfect case of pay it forward. Ryan Sampson helped me get my first paid radio job when I was 20 years old and 19 years old. Ryan Sampson was the guy that put in the good word. Oh, when you were on Weenie in the Butt? When I was the weenie in the butt, bro, no. When I, when I worked at Hot 107.9 in Syracuse, Ryan Sampson was the guy that went to the program director and said, hey, this Wasn't is- it just called Mild 109 until you joined on? Right? Yeah, then they no, changed 107. It. There's no 107. such thing as 109. Wasn't it when it became Hot 107.9? It, it was, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, it was, it was mild. It was, yeah. Then I got there hot. I'm complimenting the guy and he's correcting my uh, frequency. They said 109. There's no such thing as 109. So we, I got my first radio job because Ryan Sampson put in a good word. Fast forward a decade, I start doing Cavino and Rich. So I can no longer do some of the behind the scenes stuff on Hits 1 and they were looking for someone and Ryan Sampson was working in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I said, Ryan, 
you need to apply for this job in New York. He's always wanted to live in New York his whole life. He's living in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's fucking corn husking. Nebraska. He gets a job. So Ryan and I have known each other, worked together in different cities. Samson and I are good pals. And I saw a picture of Ryan Sampson. <laughs> Who does the show with Mark Zito, This Is Happening. And he's also on the Morning Mesh. Available on the Series 6M app. Again, Ryan Sampson from the Morning Mashup. Now, there's a, there's a, something that Sampson put on his Instagram story. Yeah. And it's him with headphones on, shirtless, and there's a sign behind him that it says, he's got a, it, it says, I got a new sign, and the sign behind him says, get naked. And Ryan Sampson in this picture. Did he buy that from Hulk Hogan on OfferUp? <laughs> get crazy and get naked, <laughs> brother. No, get crazy, already sold. <laughs> Everybody get crazy and get naked. Brother, Hogan's famous quote on our show. So, I look at this picture of Samson, and he's got like poofy, furry shoulder. Yeah, it's not like chest hair; it's shoulder hair. Yeah, it's called PFS. Poofy, furry shoulder. Yeah, poofy, furry shoulder. Now, no one's perfect. I'm not saying that I'm some ripped Adonis. I'm not saying anything other than friends don't let other friends have poofy shoulder hair. Yeah. I feel like I needed to, I didn't call him, but I, I was close to being like, yo, Samson, haven't talked to you in like a month or so. So how you been? How about you? Uh, it's like part werewolf. How about you trim up them shoulders, bro? Right. It's like my Uncle Bill. My uh, Joe, my uncle Joe calls him like the Wolverine, dude. People have uncle people Bill have has, uh, like hair on his shoulders. People have back hair. I get it. People have. I'm a very like, hairy individual. Chest hair is like I have upper arm hair. Spot, like you I see, like know. you see this right here. You have so many freckles that I can't tell. I know, but that's only in the in the summer. But yeah, see, like I have uh, uh, over my tricep. See that right there? Yeah. Uh, I have hair that goes up like the back of my arm. Yeah, you got to get rid of that. Chest hair is the only hair. But why am I shaving my upper arm? You fucking look. Do you think that's attractive to anyone? Chest hair is one thing. You're a man. You got chest hair. You keep it. They're called forearms, not fur arms. If you're a guy that has, if you have poofy shoulder hair, PFS, PFS. Why would you keep that? A PSF. Or what is it? Perf, perf, no. Poofy, poofy furry, furry shoulders. shoulders. PFS. PFS. Yeah, PFS. So, better question is, if you have that, why would you take a photo and fucking post that for everybody to see? It's one thing to have it. It's another thing to advertise it and promote it. That's so, the thing where I'm like, where's your shame? Why should you have shame? So that you don't <laughs> post stupid shit like that. I don't get it. People have so, no fucking boundaries. It's ridiculous. Who's to say... They didn't. Maybe Nicole talked about this on the morning mashup with him, but I I feel like if you have a friend that has poofy shoulder hair, just my message to you, the general public, the collective you, at the expense of my good, maybe it gives him like extra bulk in his at, in his shirt in his shirt. Oh yeah, it looks like he's like jacked. Yeah, like, but I'm saying at extra the puff. at the like he's wearing padded shoulders at the expense of my good pal Ryan Sampson. Maybe he blow dries them out and it gives him extra, like, you know. Oh, maybe he bulk. puts moose in it. Yeah, he gets extra bulk like, in his clothes. Like extra volume. He uses. Yeah. Uh, gives him an inch worth of girth. Volume control for his uh, furry shoulder hair. Yeah, you're looking buff. And then you press down, it's his hair puff. It's just the puff of his hair 
on and his it, shoulders. The way it so it like what does his back look like? Ugh. Does he is he one of those like sweater people? It looks like he's sweater. constantly wearing a sweater, but Spot Eric hit us up and he said, Listen, I think it really depends on what you wear. The fact that Spot's working out now and he's wearing tank tops That's and sleeveless shirts and he's feeling himself, you should not have shoulder or I, upper arm hair. Would you like it's not it's not like too bad, is it? Get, it's the, yours isn't it's terrible. Mild, it's mild. It's spot, like uh, you have Michael stray hairs. Yeah, you have a like, bunch of stray hairs you, there. As a grown man, you know so where, you got to you got to get rid of them if you're going like to be I rocking have, certain spot. Hair on your chest, outfits. hair on your arms, not your shoulders and back. That's I'm just I'm a hairy man. I'm a man. I got hair everywhere. I know you're a man. You're 40. I get it. It's fucking gross. You want to know what happened to me? On a side note, side note, right? So this hairy Mexican guy is doing work at my house. And he's painting the steps. Get this. His fucking facial pubes. He painted them all into the steps. It was like he was shedding. Oh. So he's, he painted all his hair. Into <laughs> so the, so, so you might see one sprinkles. and pull it, and then all of a sudden the hair, the, swear, the, the paint removes? I swear he hated me complaining. Like, yeah, you know, uh, Boyo, you missed a spot over there. Fuck, he missed a spot. I feel like he grabbed a handful of pubes, sprinkled them on the steps, and he and he painted them into the Are steps. Are you serious? Yeah, and Jordan is so offended by it. Like, this can't be happen. Like, is he serious? Like, there's there's hair from this Wolverine, this Mexican Wolverine. It's not like painted the, into not my the, steps. It's not like brush bristles. No, no, that no, happens no. to me there's all the time. Those are fucking like man pubes, because this guy was so hairy. That's why he got to shave it. So, all right, hey, the the moral of the story is this. If you got that, don't promote it. I'm not saying you should be ashamed. I'm saying handle it. And then if you got it, or if you if you see a friend, and you are a friend, and he has it, tell him about it. Remind him. Well, that's all. Nick from Nova Scotia hit us up, saying that it's his father's birthday, and his father's a big-time listener. Shane is 47 today. Hopefully Shane does hey, not Shane. have puffy shoulder hair. Say that I'm vain. Call me a dick, but I, I just can't understand why you wouldn't take care of that. Listen, it's one thing. Chest hair. Women like a manly Hold man. Hold on. I got to ask Nico Campanile how Italian he is. Hey, Nico, on Destroyed Campanile, do you have a father or a, an uncle of sorts that has uh, shoulder hair shoulder, shoulder hair, hair and wears Uncles. a wife beater? Uncles. Uncles, they wear wife beaters, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Do they nestle a gold chain in their chest hair? I'm not too sure they might. And they probably tuck in, like they wear pants, they tuck in the wife beater. Yeah. And they, and they rock the shoulder hair. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably tucks his tidy white, his, his, yeah. his wife beater into the tidy whiteies. Yeah. Yep. Very Italiano. Okay, well, Nico. Just throwing it out there. I mean, it was, it was just on my list of things I okay. wanted to get out there. Chest don't, hair. Friends don't let friends have PFS. But, okay, Chest hair spot. So, Listen, let me on. explain. Okay, hold go. on. Chest hair. Women like it's manly. Some women don't, but a lot of women like chest hair. That's normal. Arm hair, right? Yeah. Normal. Leg hair, hair on your it's man ass. Normal. Stems, okay, I, got... I get it. But I'm saying there's a couple areas. Ass hair. There's a couple areas that you could trim up. That are, that are simple to do, and it will make a big difference for women and just your overall appearance. And it's uh, shoulders. Pun and intended, because if you're rocking overalls. <laughs> You got to yeah. Your overall appearance. So, you're I, I, I have a so I have a question though. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how like when you're you shave your shoulders. You know how when you're shaving them. your your area, your your uh, manscaping. Yes. Like you know, there's always that question like, where do you stop? Because like it it blends into like your leg hair. 
So for your shoulders, how do you, no, you decide? You your body like you're wearing a, a one-piece bathing suit. Is that, oh, is that it? Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah, uh, like how do you decide uh, where? Turn, turn around. Let me see your arm. What? If I were oh, you, my fur arm? If I were you, anything, fr- make, a bu- make a bustle, bicep. Anything mid-bicep up shape. Yeah, so then like from here, I got hair like halfway up my arm? It yeah. doesn't make sense. Nah, you, no, I, I, like from my I, elbow up? Make a, make a muscle again there, Popeye. From here, from the, from the top of the, the car, curve of your bicep, up, shave. Okay, but then like, okay, so now it's and going. And then shoulder. All right, so now it's in my shoulder. No guys have hair in their So traps. now it's going into my back, and then it's going into my front, my chest. Yeah, you gotta, it's, it's like, and where you, do you pick the line of hair? And, and when you, paint, decided when you this, come and finish help me painting, I don't want your pube hairs all over my sorry, walls. Exactly. Do you really think that? you have pube hair on your staircase? Uh, 100%. Can you, can you take a photo? Does that give more give value to the house or no? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's a bonus. Ah, check, out my, bonus. check out my house. I got. Uh, it's very special. The spiral staircase has pubes. From Pollo, the Mexican hair, hairy guy. <laughs> What's his name, Pollo? Pollo, yeah. All Chicken? Right. So that's his nickname, I guess, right? Yo, Chicken! I don't think his real name is Pollo. They all probably all have the same name. Like your ESPN show, how everyone has the same name, but they all have different nicknames. Yo, exactly. Nacho, Nachito, Nacho, Nacho, Nachito. <laughs> oh, by right, the way, so, I think, Spot, I think the call from the morning mashup, I told her to call. I think she might oh, be. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Yeah, I think she might be. Is, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think is this her? is her. Hello. Is this the call? Hey, Hello? what's going on? Oh, no, it's not. Hang no, on. hold on. No, wait. Hold, no, but you know what? Sorry, the numbers. A lot of people similar. are. A lot of people are calling about. Body hair. So let's let's start with Quinn in Ontario, oh, and there's Nicole. Yeah. Oh, there's Nicole. We're taking her next. All right. hey, hey, Quinn, what's up, what's Quinn? up, man? What's happening, guys? What's up? Oh, he's gone. No, this is happening. All That's right. what we're talking so we'll about. Go, we'll go to Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Nicole. Nicole from the Morning <laughs> Mashup and the and the award winning parenting podcast. Have kids? They said. <laughs> Wow! Yes, that is exactly really taking what off. it is. It is a trending, it really trending is. top one, trending top one hundred in the parenting section. Hey, Nicole, I, I I told you to call me. You probably have no clue why we called you. Could we could we no talk clue. about your morning mashup co-host uh, Ryan Sampson? Have you talked to him about shoulder, uh, shaving his fucking shoulders? Um, no, but I did see those comments after he posted that picture the other day, and I felt. Oh like wait, there were com- there were comments. Yeah. Yeah, they were telling him to do that. But, I mean, that's always been his deal. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not really a shave. I feel like that's a wax deal. I don't think we're that, – that, I don't think that's like a shave job. Yeah, how do you target your specifically your shoulders? I'm well, trying to figure that Nicole, out. Nicole, wouldn't you agree that chest hair, that's manly. Hair on your arms, fine. But back and shoulders need to go, no? I, I never really thought about it, to be completely honest, until you're saying it now. Like, I just always – he's just kind of a hairy guy. So, like, there's kind of hair everywhere. Um but yeah, I guess the shoulders specifically. Um, you, yeah, you could just go. I guess you could go in somewhere and ask for your shoulders to get waxed. Would you guys like me to pass on the advice to him? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I would want. Well, every, I want. Every, I, want I want. No, everyone, I want you to I want actually do to. it. I want you to uh, yeah. shave it for him. Why don't you make that a morning mashup bit? Yeah, go shave, friends sa- shave don't Samson. Let friends, uh, you know, do this, Nicole. So have, if you're a true friend oh, yeah. to Ryan Sampson, you gotta you gotta bring it to his attention. Nicole, let me ask you this: your, right. your your husband, Matt Ryan, not the quarterback. Yes. Yes, your no, husband Matt. Not. He's a handsome guy. I know Matt's got some chest hair. Matt's a man. Yeah. But if your husband sent you a picture of himself shirtless, or you guys took a picture on the beach, would you would you would not want Matt to have back and shoulder poofs? Yeah. No, I would not. And I'm grateful now that you're bringing it to my attention that he doesn't. So you know, 
and that's good for, for right now. I, all that matters is who I'm married to, and there is no shoulder hair going on there. But I Thank will the let Lord. him know. Yeah, yeah, that would be not a good look. Um, but I never really thought about it. But I'm gonna have to let him know that you guys. And you know what happens too? I know this because I have like little spider hairs, little spider legs around my nipples, <laughs> right? And every once in a yeah. while, if you have when you when you like trim up a little bit, those hairs seep out of your shirts every once in a while. You ever notice that? <laughs> so you gotta imagine that 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 Ryan has these hairs seeping out the shoulders no, of his shirt. Ryan shirts. just looks like he's wearing shoulder pads yeah, from the eighties. That's so weak. It's gotta go. Sorry, yeah. Can we get it? it's right. not helping. All right. Can I'm gonna call- let him know, guys. I'm gonna let him know. Can we call him to get his opinion? Yeah, call Samson right now. Yeah, I mean, okay. with me, you're gonna put me on with him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you oh, to tell. Yeah, yeah, Nicole. You know what? I wasn't going to, but you know what, Nicole, you're gonna tell him. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're on. Text, text Nicole's him. like, why you no. got me on to talk about this, so that no. you could tell no. him. Yes. 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 No. No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold it. Yeah. Hold on. You're gonna. Hold on. Will not be a Nicole, if you're game. if you're a real friend and co-host, how do we lock this in? Then it just has to be coming from. It just it's going to mean more coming from you than it will from us. I can't. How did this happen? I don't understand. What, what, he I, I decided to promote and this, now and now I'm having like a shoulder hair intervention with my co-host. Like, why? Why are you guys making me do this? Yep, you're doing it right now. Why Hold on. Let's see. Let's hope he calls. What is Samson doing right now? No, we're calling I'll tell you what he's not doing, maintaining his shoulders. <laughs> we're, call, we're calling this, Nicole, This is Happening on the Cavino and Rich Show. <laughs> hold <on>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. He's texting me back. I got the dot, dot, dot. I'm like, Samson, please call. Hold on. Let's see. What are what have a, a shoulder intervention live on. What if he says, fuck yeah. off? Why are you talking about that? <laughs> now, Nicole, I, I, you know not, him better than anybody. So you're going to have to you know, bring it up gently. <laughs> Yeah, don't blow it. Hey, Nicole, don't blow this. Oh, my God. Is he calling? Better be. I'm throwing you guys under the, the, I'm throwing you under the bus. No. The suspense is killing me. I know. I, I feel nervous. Oh, man. I got the nervous farts now. It's really never. It's really none of your business, to be honest. I mean, it, I guess it is now that he posted the picture, but, like, really. Well, let it be you known that him, this was Rich. Rich is, you know, had a big issue with this. Hold on. Ryan, Ryan just texted me, you should have called me first. This is fucked up. I don't know if he's joking or not. <laughs> oh, shit. I think he's pissed. Well, I'll let it be known. This is rich. All rich. Oh, no. Spy, get the popcorn. Is he not going to call? I don't know. Did, did, did he really just say that? Did he really just yeah. say that you should have called me first? He goes, you should have called me first. It's kind of fucked up. <gasps> is Ryan mad at me? <gasps> It's not my fault. Yeah, it was that's... Nicole. Though, and Nicole's the one that wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Nicole wanted to do this. <laughs> Awkward. I just, I didn't hey. want to do this. I just, you guys, I just hey, Nicole, did you realize that Awkward <laughs> Burgers were on the menu for lunch today? <laughs> oh, I hit up, I hit up oh Zito. Yeah, to get him to come on, yeah. and at your request, Rich. That's... And he said we were that's... doing our show, and says it's fucked up. You guys called his friends to make fun of him, and not him. I don't think he oh. was joking. I think you pissed him off. Oh, shit. Rich is in the shit no. house. Yeah. yeah don't be goes, mad, Ryan. There goes your 20-year All relationship. All I said is he got the Wolverine thing going on. Damn, bro. Yeah, just, I mean, on, honestly, I, I mean, honestly, you started this. I, you call me out of nowhere or ask me to call you, and then you just bamboozle me with a whole scenario about my co-host's shoulder hair. If you have an <laughs> issue with it, why don't you take it up with him? Yeah. You know what? 
Oh, Rich. Fucking shit. shit. Oh, Wait till no. he hears about how you said you got him the job, too. Wait till he hears yeah. that part. He, I, I said, let's I, talk, let's, he got let's me talk about the job. Stanley T next. <laughs> yeah. well, Stanley T's next? All right. Oh, All right bye, Nicole. Man. Hey, Nicole. Have a good day. Bye. Wow. Oh, Give that studly husband of yours a big hug and yeah. say hello. I shall. All right. All right. That's Nicole Later, from the morning mashup. Wow, that got awkward. I remember, <laughs> I remember a girl with hairy arms that I went on a date once. And I've told the story, but it was, you know, the hairy arm shouldn't be a deal breaker. It's not, it's not the worst thing. It's not a deal sealer, but, that's for but, sure. But I, I do remember her not exposing her arms. This is, this is the true part. I remember this part of the story. She was wearing a long sleeve shirt, like maybe like a throw sweater or something. Mm-hmm. And then she, you later, it wasn't no, a sweater? later in the date, she took off her sweater yeah and like did the hug where you know a girl puts her like arms around your neck oh, hug. oh she had and, robin williams on and i looked and i'm like oh my god her arms are hairier than mine and, and i'm thinking like sorry mm. gross hey friends don't let friends do this in your defense that's all this is well, rich but well, maybe you should have did it man off the air. now samson's mad at me man she's yeah. on hey, shit list rich. i want the world to know that i didn't say shit about this rich brought it on the show I was just rolling with it. Ryan Sampson. Man, wait till Sampson knows that you forwarded that picture to all of us this weekend. That's awesome. I didn't forward the picture to you. I oh, think we, okay. we posted it on our uh, social media. Should I take it down? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, man. Man, look what you guys did. Hey, look at this. This is feedback. Reco- I, was having, I was having a simple <laughs> intervention. 224 two, two says, Rich is so fucking shallow. What a douchebag. What a douche thing to do. To your friend on a radio show. Hey, well, um, Samson being a radio pro, I feel like he's turning the tables on you. I feel like he's not mad, but he's pretending to be for the sake of radio. I hope so. Yeah, he's like, fuck him. I'm going to get back at him. Because a radio guy, could ta- he could take a joke. Apparently, we're now in a radio war with this is happening. No way. Yeah. Hey, well, let they it be said, known. They said against, let it be known that it's rich. Against poof McSideburns. <laughs> what? Oh. Against poof McSideburns. Wow. And don't drag me into it, but, you know, I feel like Rich is close enough to Ryan where he, he could, you know, make this intervention. On the radio, though, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know about that. Well, that was fun. Have you seen the Queen's Gambit yet, Rich? Yeah, have you checked that out? <laughs> Just check, no! You should definitely check it out. Now yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad I that Samson's mad. I know you do. Or is he? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, your entire uh, 20-something re- year relationship came crumbling down over his shoulder hair. Man. Over FPS. Or P, what is it? PFS. Puffy f- uh, furry shoulder. Yeah. I tried to make it about my Uncle Bill. You uh, you pretty much threw Samson under the bus. Man. Hey, what do, right. do, what do you do if, a, if, a, if an Italian girl has uh, And Nico, I'm sure someone in your family, no offense. You buy her a gold chain. It goes back to the uh, the old joke. Why do Italians wear gold chains? So they know where to stop shaving. So they know where to stop shaving. No, yeah. but you ever, you ever with a, a girl who has like almost like visible lower back hair? Oh, that's called. I got that from my dad. I call it the rough patch. <laughs> The, uh, yeah, you know when people hit a rough patch in life? Yeah, yeah, my dad always had the hair above, like in his lower back, like right above his ass crack. Oh, man. That patch, patch of hair. The rough patch. The rough patch. I, that's what I call it. Man. 
Because I feel like if you're with a girl that has that, you've definitely hit a rough patch. All right. Well, there you go. Ruined the friendship over shoulder hair. All right. But, uh, hey, you were trying to teach a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and you got taught one in, in return. Yeah. Don't talk about some, Don't talk about your friend's shoulder hair. Cavino and Rich. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Speaking of hair. Speaking of hairdressers and great hair. This guy's got the best head of hair I've seen in a while. This guy is quaff-tastic. <laughs> I mean, the hair is looking great. It's a big day. Movie's out today. It's a pleasure to welcome for the first time. Let's get to know there Patrick is. Schwarzenegger, everybody. Hey, what's up, Patrick? What's up, man? What's going on? Thanks for those compliments about the flow, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a, that's, that's that's a fucking a head of hair. That's called a pompliment. Look at that pompadour. <laughs> Yeah, no, Did looking like handsome. That lettuce, I, I just, I just <laughs> oh, that, yo, that salad. That like, salad. Uh, three or four inches the other day. Actually, I had a mullet back to here because I hadn't gotten a haircut since COVID started. But uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You no. know what? I, I, I feel I don't have the balls enough to let it really flow. I really don't. I feel like I should. Oh, this was, this was the opportunity. <laughs> Honestly, coronavirus was the opportunity to let that shit flow, and I didn't. But welcome to the show, man. Congrats on on the movie out today, Echo Boomers. We're going to get to that. I mean, talk talk about a guy who's you're coming into your own now, huh? I, the other day, do you notice things like this? I went on Yahoo or Google News or something, and you were the number one trending thing. Do you notice that type of stuff? Yes, I was. Yeah, for some Come reason, on. you popped up right there. Like people were talking about you. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever. I, I I don't ever use Yahoo for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who uses Yahoo anymore? Forty year old guys use Yahoo. I still. Uh, He's I Rich, Rich isn't an echo boomer. He's just straight up boomer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, <laughs> fuck you, boomer. <laughs> he was. On, you know what? Rich was on Ask Jeeves recently, and he saw <laughs> yes. that you were trending number one. It's weird. Uh, I, AOL was. Bring back to, I, by the way, I still have AOL, so I, I don't know. That's People funny. Always, uh, make fun of me for that, but. Wait, you still have the AOL email? Like, is that your email? Of course, bro. Holy shit. I still, I mean, I still have mine. I don't use it, though. But no, pops- I mean, I have multiple emails, but I still use it. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> By the way, that is very old school. The only difference, though, is he was born in 93. That's when you were using AOL, Kavino. Exactly. <laughs> that, you're absolutely true. Yeah, you know what, though? But I feel bad because I feel like you missed out on the. On that that whole fun of uh, well, no, he he missed out on AOL Instant Messenger, but that's it, what I was. Patrick, no, I didn't. Patrick, no, I didn't. Yeah, you, you were still, able to use it. I had a well, we, I don't still use AIM, yeah. but of course AIM AIM was popping off in middle school. The chat rooms and everything yeah, like that was huge. Yeah, that, yeah. You know what? You did, definitely had your benefits of using that at an earlier age and yeah. getting to know the girls at school you and everything. What? We didn't have that. If you're around our oh, age, yeah. if if you're around forty. Uh, social media was not around when you were in school, and I just wondered the different life growing up that that would have been having social. Imagine having Instagram when you were in high school or college or something like that. It just would have been a different world. Different. Yeah, world. I think it started right when I was a senior in high school. I think, yeah. but I couldn't imagine it for middle school. It's actually pretty, probably pretty toxic for people in middle school and stuff. No, but no uh, yeah, now they have all the TikTok, and there'll be new ones soon at some point, I'm sure. But listen, man, I, I got to answer right out the gate. The the family lineage you have might be yeah. more unique than anyone else before. We don't need to harp on it, but the reality is your mom's uncle is JFK. Your mm-hmm. your dad's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like do you I mean do, are you aware that you might have one of the most unique family trees of anyone out there? Yeah, I I, I definitely am aware. <laughs> um it's uh yeah, it's definitely I mean crazy. I think that there's there's tons of people on the Kennedy side and then my mom and the Shriver side yeah. um, that have been extremely successful in terms of, you know, 
uh, creating different nonprofits from the Special Olympics with my grandma or the, the Peace Corps with my grandfather. And then obviously my dad's side, um, well, really just my, my dad, but, um, you know, everything that he's done. So, of course, I, I understand kind of where I, uh, where I come from. And, um, but it's awesome. It's great. Does that create a pressure for, for success? Not necessarily monetarily, but a pressure for you to just do big things, whether they're charitable, whether it's making money. Do you feel a, a pressure or was there never that on you? I don't, I don't think that it's a, a pressure per se. I think that it's definitely kind of a drive that I have and that I want to do. I think that there's a, it created a, uh, a different sense of a drive that I wanted to become my own person and not just you know, what is it, JFK's grandson or, or you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son or Maria Shriver's son, et cetera. I wanted to have my own name and my own path and my own career and be respected for yeah. who I am. But I, I don't feel, quote unquote, pressure because, you know, for me to go and try to spend every day, you know, proving to people that I'm going to outlive my dad's shadows is, uh, I mean, it's bonkers. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't let me enjoy my life. You know, what he's been able to accomplish from the bodybuilding side to the film side to the political side to the to the charitable side, it's, it's, um, you know, I don't, no one else has really been able to, to do that. So I, I don't feel pressure to go and try to outweigh that, if that makes sense. Well, that's a, I, I'll be honest, you have a hell of a lot of good people around you. At what age, Patrick, um, was it, did it go from cool to annoying that people all did impressions of your dad? <laughs> <laughs> it's still annoying. <laughs> was, there, was there a turning point, though, where you're like, oh, when you're a little kid, it's cool, and then you're like, all right, I've had a fuck enough of this. Like, was there a turning point? Teenager, no, there was maybe? never a turning point. I think it was always like, it's kind of annoying. But I mean, I wouldn't, people wouldn't really do it in, in LA, like in my school and stuff like that. I think that it was, uh, you know, more when I'm with my dad and we go out, people always do it. But then he plays into it. He'll like scream out things of like, I'll be back or like get to the shop, like all these things just randomly while we're walking with people. So, um, he, you know, he, he loves it. I think he loves it. I, I want to get into how you fell in love with acting in the, in the new movie and everything. But, um, you know, growing up, Arnold Schwarzenegger's your dad. What were, what were some of the things about him that you remember that sort of made you catch the bug, you know, that, that stood out to you? Was it? The attention that he got was it the movie roles? Was it the the physical fitness aspect of it that stood out to me? Yeah, that stood out to you. Man, it was. Uh, I mean, of course, it's it's pretty obvious to stand out when he's when your dad's him and he's you know going around and people are always kind of coming up to him. Uh, but but kind of like just looking on the side was was kind of the just the drive. I mean, he really doesn't stop uh, from, from morning to night with work. And, and I, it, it took me a while to really respect it and understand it. But I mean, when he went from being in the movies to, to becoming governor, um, it really hit me afterwards because it was, it was tough for our family from going, you know, I loved going to movie sets, right. He would pick right. me up from school, take me home early. I'd go to universal studios, go through craft services, King Kong, Jaws, yeah. ET, you know, all this stuff. And then it went to being governor and it was in Sacramento, right. It was no longer in Burbank. Uh, and I just remember he would he would pretty much fly to Sacramento every single day and try to make it back for, uh, you know, have breakfast with us, take us to school and try to fly back for dinner. Um, and just the amount of, of work that he would would try to fit in in the day was just insane and just never stopping or or kind of complaining was uh, was a big thing from the sidelines. But but again, just the amount of work he would do was was insane. That's pretty crazy. Uh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about your movie. I'm excited about the next generation now. Patrick Schwarzenegger going to be doing big things. Well, Kavino, you were hanging out as a kid, and your dad had his, like, 
you know, your dad's best friend was like some stinky guy from the bowling alley. Yeah. His dad's best pal is Sly Stallone. Right. We, we, yeah. we grew up a little different. Absolutely. Um, so the movie you made, this you, you say you've always liked heist movies, movies about, you know, like thrillers. And that's sort of the vibe of this movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a suspenseful kind of action thriller. Uh, you know, in the end of the day, it's an independent film, so it's it's not you know massive blow up cars and mm-hmm. and crazy uh, you know Fast and Furious type action stuff. But it's a it's a fun suspenseful thriller uh, to work with someone like Michael Shannon, who's obviously been uh, nominated for Oscars and has won tons of different awards. Was was probably the highlight and something that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really fun movie. It's a it's about a group of guys that go through this college system that are promised this. Um, you know, work afterwards and go into student debt all to find out that they have absolutely nothing in their name and and they have to start performing smaller and, and then bigger and bigger heists to pay off their student loans. You've sort of always, uh, you know, been in the spotlight, just, you know, living your life. You're Patrick Schwarzenegger. Is there still that sense of, of nervousness and butterflies about your own movie coming out today and wondering how people are going to receive it and everything? Like, you woke up today, how'd you feel about that? Oh no! I didn't even no didn't None. Hit me at all. Not at <laughs> no, all. Just another day. No nerves. Look at him. No nerves at all. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, look. If there's any time to to not have nerves, it would be now with with COVID because there's no uh, there's no pressure with the theaters, right? I mean, no expectations really. Who's going to the yeah? Who's right. going to the theaters? I I mean, I've had films that I've that I've done that the last one that I did was an extremely small budget independent film called Daniel wasn't real. And I had the lowest expectation. I didn't know what it was. And then it, it did amazing. And then it, it crushed it on, on VOD and it won a bunch of awards at South by Southwest and all these different things. And, and uh, it was really big for, for my career. And then I've had other ones like Midnight Sun that they were expecting to, to open up at, you know, eight or nine million in the box office. And it opened up at five, uh, you know, so I, it, it just depends if you have to you, you have to have kind of like a, a hard hat on to, to go through this industry or any industry for that matter. I mean, look at you guys as well. You know, you do this every day or whatever. And, and to, to always try to be worrying about what other people are going to say or think about you. Uh, it's just not a life that I, I want to live. I just kind of keep trucking through and people hate it. They hate it. If they love it, they love it. But, you know, people need things to do right now during COVID. And that, that's why they, they pushed it out to, to come out uh, now and, and to go on VOD and in some theaters and, um, if no one has anything to do on this Friday night, like I don't, and go pop it on. <laughs> Why not? Why not? By the way, it is exhausting to keep up with haters on the internet. Do you engage at all with uh, with trolls on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere? No, not really, because it's just not worth my time. Yeah. It's like people are just sitting behind this wall of, of tweeting at you uh, dumb stuff, and it's it's just like not it's not worth it. And and, and people really put you down. Uh, to make themselves feel better, right? I mean, it's it's like a, it's a psychological thing. Um, so I try not to just get into it. I mean, have I? Sure, but uh, you know, it's it's never a winning battle, especially when it comes to like politics or stuff about you know any of that stuff. It's just no point. Patrick Schwarzenegger here on the Kavino and Rich Show. Hey, I uh, I read that you liked the movie role that you took, and a big part of that was Michael Shannon. You were uh, you like Michael Shannon as an actor. Were you aware our producers like? I wonder if Patrick knows that Michael Shannon was in Groundhog's Day back in the day. Do you do you remember that he was in Groundhog a Day? A young Michael. A yeah, young Michael younger. Shannon was with Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. No, I didn't even. Oh, this is gonna blow. Have you your ever, have you ever seen Groundhog Day or no? Groundhog Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wait, way back, way back. I Hold mean, on. There's it was. You have a. No, yeah, I think I have a. See if we could screen share. You can see. It's yeah, I'll, let me screen share it. Hang on. Yeah, this is like. This I didn't even know this, and I'm like, holy shit! 1993, right? Groundhog Day, yeah. the, the year, the classic. 
The year you were born, Comed- right? Yeah. Comedic Michael Shannon? Yeah. Look at this is great. It's a quick one. It's a quick... Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Connors. There hey, he is. Fred, how was the wedding? Well, I just wanted to thank you for making Debbie go through with it and everything. All I did was fan the flame of her passion for you, Fred. <laughs> you are the best. Wow. No, you are the best. Rita, this is Debbie and Fred Kleiser. Hi. Here you go, kids. Congratulations. What is this? No way. WrestleMania! <laughs> <laughs> isn't that is that crazy? That's uh, uh, that's your dude. Twenty seven years ago. <laughs> Sorry, that's Red. a uh, that's a complete different type of Michael Shannon than I know. Uh, that that's funny. He looks like a, a young Leo there or something. Exactly right. Yeah, uh, Patrick. I wanted to know if you caught the the hosting bug on your Instagram. You host a lot of stuff. You know, obviously acting's in your blood. You love doing that. But you're like a real likable, charming dude. Are, are, are you into the hosting side of things like that? Thank you, man. You guys are coming with compliments. The hair flow. The, the <laughs> yeah, stuff, it's true, the, though. The you're, you're a real likable guy. I've seen your other interviews. You know, we, we knew you had a, a movie coming out. We're like, hey, Patrick right. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you know, we could, we could talk lots of stuff about him, uh, about his life and things like that. But then when we saw what you were all about and you, you were just a cool guy in your own right, we're like, yeah, let's, let's bring him on. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I did some hosting uh, during we started right in the beginning of uh, of COVID. My mom and I, I moved back home with my mom. And, um, you know, on on the side, kind of my day to day work is is actually business. I have my own, um, you know, business called Achilles Advisors that consults and advise early stage startups. So we have about 17 um, early stage startups that are underneath that and helping them grow. And um I'm, I'm, I'm a fanatic about business and specifically small businesses and, and kind of them being the backbone of, of our economy and our country. So we started doing this thing, Small Business Saturdays and, and this thing home together where me and my mom would interview uh, different business owners throughout COVID, kind of just seeing how they were pivoting during this time, how they were, uh, you know, what struggles they were going through, what we can do to help them. Um, and then we bring on a business expert from Mark Cuban to Marcus Lemonis, et cetera, et cetera, to come on and kind of talk and give advice about PPP programs, SBA loans, et cetera. And, um, so I loved hosting stuff like that. If I'm passionate about it, I love it. Dude, I love that. We just had Marcus Lemonis on our show like a week ago and we were talking about, yeah, he's fantastic. The profit talking about small businesses and, uh, speaking of Mark Cuban, after watching Shark Tank, didn't you reach out to Super Coffee and you're like, yo, I believe in these guys. I want to invest in these. Tell us that story and how that sort of happened because yeah, that's a cool yeah. sort of so, angle again, you could play in your life. You know, you can give you can help other businesses out with the opportunities you have. Yeah, I, I always tell people, look, I'm, I'm not blind to the to the situation I've I've been given. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate with both the parents that I've had. And, and my first business that I, I started and sold in middle school was my parents gave me a, a ten thousand dollar loan to start that. And uh, and then I made enough money to go into my second business called Blaze Pizza, which we sold. You know, we've created three hundred and sixty five stores and that sold for hundreds of millions. And. I basically realized that I was in this position to be able to start helping other young entrepreneurs. And um, one of the ones was this company called Super Coffee that was on Shark Tank. They got rejected by all the judges. And they were, uh, you know, three brothers, 23, 22, and, and, and 22, I think. And, um, you know, I just was obsessed with their drive and their positivity. And they're just like, they were wanting to basically create this healthier Frappuccino, Starbucks Frappuccino. And at the time, it was like, the Amazon's fastest growing trend was ready to drinks, uh, cold brew coffee and breakfast on the go. And this was like all three in one. So I DM them the same night uh, they were on Shark Tank 
And uh, they responded. They're like, holy shit. Like, how'd you hear about us? I was like, dude, you were just on Shark Tank. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, look, I, I love it. I haven't tried your product, but I love what you guys are about. And, and a lot of the times I, I believe betting on the jockey, not only on the product. And I was like, if you guys want to do a deal, I'll fly out to New York and, and we can do something. And uh, they were like, done. We're, we're totally in. We would love that. And uh, so I flew out to New York and we actually did a handshake deal. I tried the product at the meeting and I absolutely did not like it. And, um, and they went, these guys were just workhorses. They were worked the next week and a half or two to change the product completely. And, uh, it tasted 10 times better, a hundred times better the next two weeks. But I was getting texts at 4am, 3am, all this stuff. These guys would just nonstop working. And now the company went from doing a few thousand dollars out of their dorm room to doing 60, $70 million a year. Dude, that's nuts. And that's, that's, see, now we're getting to know Patrick Schwarzenegger. Well, I, that's I, his side what hustle. I get, for sure. What I get is that when you're surrounded by success growing up and people yeah. doing big things, you're motivated to, to do that. I mean, you're a business guy. You're talking about businesses you've sold and businesses you start up when you were a teenager. Other kids are picking their nose. Like, right. So you've always, you've always had that motivation. I wonder with all the people that you're around that have had success in their own realm. Is it, uh, is it interesting to see who you would be compatible working with? Because a lot of these people are family members. Your dad, your brother-in-law is Chris Pratt. Like, uh, right. do, you, do you look at some of these people and say, yeah, I don't know if I could ever work with them, or, oh, I could see why they're doing big things. Like, is it weird to test that compatibility? Oh, I can see why they're doing big things. I mean, you know, from rags to riches stories, my dad and Chris are both, uh, you know, hand in hand, right? I mean, Chris... Chris lived in an RV on in someone's couch in Hawaii on a beach. He didn't have a dollar to his name and was, I think he was serving at, at Applebee's or something Bubba, like that. Uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp. And, Bubba, Bubba Gump Shrimp, yes. <laughs> Bubba Gump, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and to come over to, to, to LA and just keep fighting and fighting and, and doing what he loved and now being one of the biggest stars. I mean, I have so much respect for, for Chris and, and his and his um, kind of life and his work and everything like that. So, I mean, I could work with them in, in, in anything uh, with film or with, you know, I just like people that are, that are hard workers and that, uh, that grind. And, and I think you, you're totally right with kind of like the people you surround yourself, right? There's a famous quote of show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Really the people that you're surrounding yourself with are, are the kind of people that are going to rub off and make you either a better person or, or worse or expect more from you or, or, or not. Uh, so I always try to surround myself with people that are, that are smarter than me, that are better than me, that are pushing me. And, and um, you know, that's why my dad always, would would always do these speeches saying he's not a self-made man and that a training partner was the biggest you know reason for his success in life was because there was someone else there that would push him and motivate him uh in this in this terms of competition how was the first time your sister brought chris pratt into the mix was he nervous because you got a pretty intimidating family like the first holiday that she's like everybody this is chris like how did that go (laughs) i actually had met chris before she had met chris so i i knew chris didn't know him, know him, but I had, mm-hmm. I had had dinner with with him uh, prior to them dating. So I knew him a little bit. So it wasn't a, uh, an awkward first, you know, hangout or something like that. But um, I don't know if he was intimidated by us or my dad. I have no idea. But uh, my girlfriend was definitely intimidated by my dad. So um, <laughs> <I> mean, <your laughs> not, not the, the easiest. Your dad's the Terminator. Uh, let me, what do you think your dad's beard, by the way? His beard? Yeah. Are we liking the are we liking the Arnold beard or what? I, I like the beard. I like the beard. I like when he goes like a pepper gray. 
uh, I like all that. Cause he, you know, he's 73. He's yeah. still in really good shape and stuff like that. But I, you know, I, I think it looks cool when he, when he has a little um, gray beard and stuff, I think it makes him look like kind of just like this older, really strong, dense, tough guy. <laughs> when, when you see the world, the way it is and how, how, politics have divided the world have you ever wanted your your dad to even take it to higher levels or what well he can't because he's born in austria but have, but, but have, i know there's people that said like maybe that you try to you fight that but do you think would he have wanted to you think oh 100 percent, he would have wanted to when he was done when he was running with california and he flipped california republican you know and then what was it two two years later or something he could have run not he could have, but he would have run. Yeah. Then, yeah, I think that he would have had a huge advantage of flipping California Republican and then uh, going through. I mean, you know, at the time, I think one of the things that people loved about my dad and hated about him was that he he spoke his mind. Right. Right. Uh, he, he didn't he, he really doesn't mind what other people always kind of think. And it's a blessing and a curse. And, and you can see that with with um, Trump to the maximum. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he had he had kind of the the best of both worlds of being really rags to riches and understanding what what it was like to go through poverty and understand what people really needed to get out of that brink but he also understood what what hard work would get you to and um and yeah so i I think that he would have loved to do that i mean ultimately it was a, a, a way of trying to pay his uh his way back to california for everything that it gave to him um but yeah yeah Hey, well, Patrick, Patrick Schwarzenegger here on the Cavino and Rich Show. You know, clearly you're, you're making your own path, but you have followed in your dad's footsteps when it comes to acting and stuff like that. Have you ever yep. considered politics yourself? Is that something that you're way into? And maybe in the future you could see yourself. I mean, businessman, actor. Right. Right? I mean, he's, he's got a lot going on. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying in I the future, that, is this something that you could be in, into on a I higher think it level? Can, it's 100% something that I could be into uh do i want to go and do that right now no um you know do i i think that it's we're in a really hostile environment with the politics and everything right right now but my my drive is is again going back to this idea of finding ways to help other people i mean make other people dreams come true create jobs and and make money doing that as well but um you know, ultimately it goes back to this idea that I understand where I am. I have this platform. How can I use it to, to try to help other people um, is what I, I love. And um, that's why I continue to do this business work and, and build my businesses. But, um, you know, in 20 years from now, if it came down to that, that I really felt that I had something to, to provide for the, the country or find ways to really help or impact people, then, then yeah. But I, I mean, right now I'm 27. I just turned 27. I yeah. know, um, you know, no urge to go into try to do, you know, politics right now. Patrick, as a, as a guy with all these businesses, new movie out today, you know, making money. Uh, I don't think money's really ever been an issue for you. What what does a twenty seven year old like to spend his money on? Um, I, I I'm all about experiences. Um, you know, I I don't I don't go and you know need fancy you know necklaces and this things and you know I'm, I'm not a materialistic type of of person uh you know so i i mean i just like to, to hang out with my friends and family and and if there's an experience that we can go and do and i'll hang out together that's great um but but yeah i mean i i, I don't like to you know I'm not a a baller i don't go and <laughs> drop money everywhere and stuff you're not, like not, that. You're not a my, flashy guy 
No, my friends all make fun of me because I'm definitely the most frugal of our of our. You know, I'm the kind of guy that's the that that orders tap water at the table, not the bottle. Or I park <laughs> across the street from ballet. I don't do Same. ballet and stuff like that. I'm kind of lame, you know. But my my again, going back to it, my my dad is so strict about about money and stuff. I mean, he would never let us, uh, you know, never would never let us use his credit card or money or anything like that. They, he didn't he didn't give us money. We had to go. Uh, work for it. And, and, you know, even with my first businesses, it was, it was a loan with interest rates, you know, even today, if I need a, you know, if I have a business that I really want to go do and, and, or if I want to start, you know, everything has interest rates. Uh, so it's like, you know, he, he could be a, a helping hand, but it's in the end of the day, we have to work for it and we have to find ways to go and turn that dollar into two. Um, he, he's a huge believer because of the background he grew up, right? I mean, he gave, he had nothing handed to him. I mean, not one penny, uh, you know, so he, he's a really strict about, about that and about finances and uh, having to work your way up. Patrick, we're super excited about your movie, Echo Boomers. It's out today and in theaters and digital, so you can check it out wherever uh, Echo Boomers. Uh, before we had you on the show earlier today, question for you. Yeah. If you or your girl drastically want to change your hairstyle, do you think it's yeah. something you need to run by the other person? No, I keep trying to get her to go to short hair. She thinks I'm crazy, but I love when 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 girls have it to like their shoulder or whatever, and she yeah. will not do it. But no, I've done it where uh, you know I've shaved my, my dad shaves my head every every once in a while. Um, she doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. You don't have to uh, run, you don't I mean, have to run it by just to surprise surprise them with the no, new look. No, it's a surprise. I mean, she loved me last week when I had a mullet, and she liked me this <laughs> week when my hair is a little shorter and and uh, and everything like that. So I don't, I don't think so. I mean, if you're in a relationship and that's the that you know that's a huge deciding factor if someone has shorter long hair all of a sudden or white or, or yellow or whatever, then uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys have bigger problems. Maybe I'm, so. By the way, I'm looking at a, a picture of uh, you and your girlfriend. The, you're wearing uh, a, the country music the CMAs, awards. Yeah, this week. You know, she has beautiful long blonde hair. God, could, Dude, they, be, wearing... could they be better looking together? Oh, Jesus. 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 <laughs> he's, he's got this high turtleneck on a white suit. Oh. That, as you said oh, before, yeah. the lettuce is looking is flowing. <laughs> like, yo, there's some great pictures of you guys online. <laughs> My question is, though, you know, you mentioned before that you're kind of frugal, right? You did say that. Uh, for good reason. Your dad raised you right, but you're living home during COVID, right? So maybe mm -hmm. you're saving a few bucks there. Is that cramping your dating life a little bit, living home or not at oh, all? Oh, no, I don't. I don't live at my... I, I just moved back with my mom for COVID. Uh, what was it? March and April. Uh, you know, when we when it was really like kind of the lockdown and we didn't yeah. know how uh, okay. crazy things were going to be. And, and I'm really close with my family. So I see my mom, you know, every every day. I see my dad a few times a week. So... I didn't want to mess around and, and go hang out with other people. And, and mm. I, I, I have a house and uh, I have some roommates that. So um, I didn't want to be with a bunch of my friends and then going and seeing my parents. Hey, you know what, Patrick, tell us the story here. You know, let me tell you a quick story. We interviewed your dad at an Arnold. Uh, at, at, where was in, it? Ohio. in Ohio. In Ohio. In Ohio, an Arnold Classic. Like years, years ago. ago and and oh. Rich tried to throw me under the bus. He was like, yo, Arnold. His uh, his bragging right. He he has a Terminator head, and he shows it off to all the ladies, right? Because yeah. I have this this chrome Terminator head at home. Uh, I did something with the the third one, a premiere yeah. years and years yeah. ago. And your dad made right. fun of me. He's like, "Oh, you really know how to get with the ladies? Good for you." He sort of dissed on me, and it was funny in the moment. So I'm wondering if your dad ever gave you you know dating advice, and and tell us 
the story of how you guys came to be. How me and my girl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so small world. Um, my partner in my Blaze Pizza store uh, over at the Grove in Los Angeles, uh, his wife had a company, a clothing company, and they found my girlfriend at a, uh, at a what's it called when they, they get all dressed up and stuff in, in Bahamas, a, uh, a pageant, mm-hmm. and flew her out to do, do their clothing campaign. And that's where I met her five years ago. And and you just so it was through my one of my partners at in Blaze. Did you throw out like so? It wasn't it wasn't a line. Were you smooth? Were you smooth yeah. at that or what? Okay, so okay, we'll get we'll get into the details now. So <laughs> I met her through through that. Yeah. Now even smaller world, I went on another date with another guy, and he brought her on the date to this bar. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I went to it. I went on a date with another girl, and he brought my girlfriend. Oh shit! Oh sh- okay. And Double date up, swap. And then I ended up. And then I ended up taking her. Yo, it was did, that, awkward, did that girl was, know that yeah. you guys were connecting and you were vibing? Oh, the girl, the girl you had, had to know, right? Maybe at the bar, but I didn't. I didn't expect to see this girl mm. at, at at with my with my friend. I mean, it was totally random, and then. Yeah, then it just went from from there. And I actually, I think our first date, I took her to uh, to church. We actually went to church and we went to dinner. And then, uh, and yeah, we just kind of really hit it off afterwards. She's a really great girl. She's from Alabama and, uh, you know, really beautiful, fun girl, great family. So um, we've, we've been having a great time. Good Dude, for that's you. Awesome. You're, you're living the life. Patrick Schwarzenegger, great guy. I'm glad we got to meet you today. The movie Echo Boomers is available now. Go check it out. Hey, Patrick, before you go, I got to ask you, because we grew up with your dad's movies being a big part of our life. What are your top three Arnold movies? Oh, I loved uh, True Lies was always my favorite growing up. Kindergarten Cop was another one of my favorites. And then <laughs> Jingle All the Way. I will be throwing that on soon with the holiday vibe coming up. It's the best, man. I love you hey, all the way. Patrick, good <laughs> one. Continued success. We'd love to meet I'm going to throw person. twins in there. i got to throw twins, twins in there with, with, uh, with Danny DeVito and your dad. Of course. Yeah, I like that, too. <laughs> all right, hey, Patrick, a pleasure meeting you, man. Honestly, continued success. Thank and We'd you, love man. to have you back anytime. Keep killing it. Again, Echo Boomers tonight, available anywhere. Watch it. Support him. And hit Great him up, guy. Uh, at Patrick Schwarzenegger on Instagram, P. Schwarzenegger on Twitter, and uh, maybe we'll have some Blaze this weekend and think of you. So Good pizza. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Siri is one of those guys that really embraces the radio show and loves it. He said, are you guys taking the vaccine if and when it's available? No fighting. I'm just wondering this group's take. I personally am around people in my life that could die from this based on underlying conditions. So I'm leaning yes to protect people. If my penis ends up with the ability to go in the dark, I guess that would be cool. Uh, no fighting, no that would, arguing. That would be cool. <laughs> he goes, no arguing, no fighting either way. Just simply want to know, would you take the vaccine I answered. when it comes out? I answered this oh, what did you little write? poll. It was not now, but eventually. It says eventually, but not now. Yeah. Nope or yes. The number one answer, based on like the hundreds of people that voted already on this, on the Carl page, it's uh, the number one answer is eventually, but not now. But if eventually not now is the answer, then how's this going to go away? Can't we, don't we just need to take it? What do you think is going to happen? You think your penis is going to go in the dark? It's it's personal choice. Again, you're not going to change anyone's mind. No, no, but I'm saying we all want this to end, right? Right. 
All right, but Camino. those people have the right to right. stay no, no. away of from course. other people and of do course. whatever they want until they feel ready. Of course. If I told you, Camino, here, I got this pill, right? Take this pill. You don't have to work out. You're going to be ripped. Yeah. Yeah, bro. What do you want I'll, more? Than, I'll wait. What do you want more than anything? Oh, bro, I want to be ripped. No, I hey, want to eat whatever I want. Right, you could, fat. You, you I don't could, care about being ripped. You could eat whatever you want and not get fat. Right. I would take, say, this pill, take this pill. The chance of something bad happening is so minuscule. Are you going to take the pill? That's to take it orally or rectally. Yeah, when I feel ready to do so. And I think that's I just a think fair answer. If, if everyone has the eventually answer, then we're going to be this their way until 2023. Well, that's just how it is, Rich. No, but, but I'm saying... We've, you, made it, we've made it very clear on today's show that uh, not everyone's going to agree, whether it be on solar energy... Of course. Or on the... Uh, solar energy, the, the election, anything. But we could all agree on one thing I'm saying. There's no arguing this. If everyone's answer is, I'll eventually take it, then we must be prepared... For this to carry on as long as people are waiting. We have we have the ability to end it sooner if we're willing to take a vaccine. And there's people with conspiracies like, oh, I would never take a vaccine. All right, then I guess be prepared for the next year of your life to be just like 2020, I guess, right? No. But that's their, it's still their choice to yeah, remain no, I, indoors and not hobnob I, as often as others. I agree. That's still their choice. What do you so want to do? Doesn't don't, really don't, affect you. don't you want to hobnob? Don't you want to go on vacation? I do. Don't you want to see your family? Don't you want to do things? And I could do that safely without taking a vaccine. I could still do that. You know? I you think haven't done it in the last year. But it's going to slow down, we hope. What, what do you mean it's going to slow down? If, pe- if, if some We're people record are number taking, cases. But if some people are taking a vaccine. No, you need a, 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 you think, need a certain amount of percentage of the population to take it. Spot, look that up. What percentage of the population needs to take the vaccine? I'm just saying all the things that you want to do. Visit your mom and dad and jersey yeah. go to mexico with jordan on a nice little three-day weekend um take your daughter to disney world again one day do, do all the things that you probably desire will not be normal until I said yes yeah. eventually okay. Okay. i didn't say no all right i'm just saying it's but eventually I'm not means I'm for... eventually when i feel ready not when rich davis says no, that's fine and I'm that's just saying, I'm that's just... the problem you know you gotta let people no, do what they I... want I'm not telling you to take it. I'm just saying you do realize that if everyone has that approach, nothing will happen. Okay, but if everyone had your approach, then they could be putting themselves at risk and not feeling okay, good about that. Right. You don't know that. All right. What do you know about that? By the way, I want I know to say that, happy I know birthday. That, I know that the medical and science world is not going to put a vaccine out there that they don't feel confident in. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. It has nothing oh, what do you to do mean? Oh, money? really? There's not a lot of money involved. It has to be approved. The approval of people course. don't have money. But, but it's not. It's, there's a lot of money involved here. So they're. Not to mention, but, 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 but what I'm saying is not to mention a vaccine uh, being being ready and readily available are two different things. Two different no, things. If if they could a announce, vaccine, they could announce the vaccines ready next week. But you, you, Rich Davis, are not getting it until the summer. By the way, I just tapped your chest. It was the first time I didn't feel man titty. I felt chest. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Slap that. Um, now you have fucks. man at arm titty. That's fine. You got pecs now. You got fucks. man at arm titties. Yo, Green, solid, I was sh- almost plastic-like titty. Spot. I should hope with don't all the get fucking to, benching you, I've been doing. Don't you want to get to the beach and show off your new man pecs? I do. I'm still not, got a layer of soft I'm, on me. I'm not forcing everyone to say, go get the vaccine. I just want you to acknowledge that if there's a vaccine by the spring, readily available by the spring, 
right? He's not forcing you. Says the guy that has lots of money invested in it. No, I have money invested in testing, not vaccines. Says the guy who has a lot of money invested in the biotechs involved here. Okay. I'm not invested in Moderna or Pfizer. What I'm saying is just, it's, a simple, it's a simple thing you agree with, though, right? I don't. You don't how can you not? Because if I'm in a business of having kids, I'm not in a business of getting any weird vaccines that I don't want to fucking take right okay. now. Okay. That's my choice. Suck my nuts. But then it's not going to end. I think it's funny, though, that this is coming from someone who won't even get the flu vaccine. The flu's not killing me. Could. When yeah, I'm 90. Absolutely when I'm 90. You have respiratory issues. The flu is not killing you, you moron. Neither is coronavirus for most people. All right, then, then it's the same thing, Spot. You tell me the flu and the coronavirus are the same thing? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I think it's funny that... Still kills people. You pick and choose God, just because it's, it's the hot thing. Like, let, me get, let me get the coronavirus vaccine, but not the flu vaccine. Fucking hypocrite. I want to shout out Alex Berman. Happy guys, birthday to nice. Alex Berman. Who oh, listens I mean, to the having show. a conversation with you guys about this. Like I also want to shout out our... Why? Because we don't agree with you? Why the fuck we got to agree with you? Shout out to our Marines. Shout out, out to the Marines. Happy birthday, Marines. Happy birthday, Marines. Happy uh, birthday, Alex thank Berman. Thank you for serving us. Semper Fi. Semper Fi for life. Semper Fi. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Didn't they sing your favorite song, Flavor of the Week? No, that's American Hi-Fi, Rich. I know, all right, give me your dumb thing to end the show. You said you had a fun, dumb thought. And I'm not telling you to think like me. It just, it's, I feel like it makes just perfect sense for you. No, go not again. For me. Shoot it up your ass. I don't care what oh, you do. If I'm, not I, saying the, I'm not saying getting if the If I've seen certain vaccines do certain things to members of my family and I'm hesitant, that's my choice. I'll do it whenever I feel the fuck ready. And when I'm done having kids, when I'm feeling fine about my swimmers, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. I said yes, eventually. I'm not going to be the guinea pig. You do yeah, it. Remember, none of us want to grow a nose above our, our I don't assholes. want my dick to glow in the dark. We don't want don't noses above our assholes. We don't want that. I don't need that. I know you think you have a very pristine asshole, but I don't want a nose up there. All right. I'm, I wasn't saying you should take it right away, but you have to agree with what I'm saying that if people all have your stance on it, then the virus won't go away. you got to hope that people take it. Don't because if people don't take it... care if, what other people do. Do what care. you want. Do what you want. That was the first hour of the fucking show. Believe what you want to believe. What? But, You're but, never going to convince people I don't to fucking care. think like you. What do you like mean? You. Believe what I want to believe? What are you, what are believe, you talking about? Do what about? you want to do. You're not going to be able to force And when you start forcing people, that's when things get a little weird. What I'm believing is... Do you, is believe, what? Do you believe in life after love? I'm not saying Says anything what? that's not fact. Okay. Well, <laughs> that'd be a first. I saw I saw autism almost created from maybe taking too many vaccines at so once. So now you believe we, vaccines not, not cause I believe, autism. I've seen it with my own two eyes. The results of vaccines. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. If I'm in the business of having kids and I've made the personal choice to, hey, you know what? I'm all for moving forward and everything, but I'll do it when I feel ready. That I is my choice. I'm not telling you to get it. I'm telling well, you. other people have their own reasons. But I'm telling you, if no one takes the vaccine. Why? You're somebody. Then it's Take as. It. No, but I'm saying if no one takes the vaccine, you know what it's as good as? It's as good as there not being a vaccine. Because if no one takes the vaccine, then we're still stuck where we are. Everyone reacted yesterday. The stock market in the beginning of the day went way up and then it went down. Everyone's like, oh my God, there's a vaccine. Not, everyone, not everyone takes the flu vaccine. 
and and you know yeah the flu shut down society it, you're right feels the flu the flu shut down society for a year but now we're at a point to maintain it what are you talking you about? can still live your life get your vaccine and live I your life i just think it's funny that you guys are so I can't understand. You. I you think you're just misunderstanding. What is, what, I'm under, what is this guy not getting across? The world has shut down for a year. Yes, we we know that. We all witnessed. They it. said yesterday that there's a vaccine okay. that's ninety percent effective, right? Wait, okay, what? So, the world shut again. down. What? So wait. So the world shut down. What? There's a vaccine. So put your name on the list and get it. Who I will. cares? I, I will. I'll, if okay. you want, I'll get it. So there but you I'm, go. So, but what I'm saying end is the story. No, not in the story because. Why? If, when you get your flu, when you when you get your regular flu vaccine, which you don't, I don't. Do you suggest I'm, that everyone else has to get it, or else there's no point? How are you comparing the flu to the coronavirus? That's the Cause, dumbest cause thing how ever. Is it any different? Because eventually we, we we know how to maintain this, so the what, world's not going to be what locked are you down and about? shut down. There's more cases today and yesterday than ever before, yeah, and it's not as bad. People aren't dying the way they were, so we'll be able to live our lives and move forward. All right, so no vaccine. The same way. Why is there no vaccine? There's still a flu vaccine. So why would this not require wow. a vaccine? I think you, you must have just been missing something I'm saying. What am I missing, Spot? That that what am I missing? Please, for it's, us to get back you know, to you know society. You're missing that I don't agree with you. So no, it must be something for, crazy for us to get back to society. Yeah, you want you know what I find fascinating though? You want to get the vaccine so you can fucking go hobnob. Yeah, go fucking do it. Uh, there's Who's people. There's what do people, people that, want? What do people want to get the vaccine for? For their kids to go back to school, I don't know. so they can see their family, so they don't have to wear masks and go to and not like right not away, go to restaurants or vacation or anything. The last year sucked. What are you playing dumb for? You guys are both morons for this. Yeah, but in the beginning, people like, were dying because we, we didn't know how to handle it. Shouldn't it's we much be different now. siphoning the vaccine to the people that actually need them, like people that? Yes, are, spot. It'll be readily available. But if everyone, even the ones that need like it, if, that if, interact with if, people that have it. If you're and, a, hey, if, if you're so okay with people having their choice and their decision and their own opinions, why don't you just shut the fuck up and get it and don't worry about everyone else? Okay, I just don't understand why you're so. Yeah, because if you have it, someone else not having it is not going to affect you. Yeah, why are you so worried about everybody? Just worry about yourself. Okay. No, but why was that not a legitimate answer? Okay. Because it doesn't agree with you. That's why. That's the no. only thing that's going on How here right now. How are schools going to open? Well, I, would you put How your kid are... in that situation? I'm not. I'm not going to put my kid in that situation of taking some shit that you really don't know a whole lot about. I'm not. How, I'm going to wait and see. How are How is society going to get back on track? You're going to give a little Ben some fucking weird vaccine when he's in his developmental fucking early stages? Little Ben. Of, of a little boy at that? You're going to give him a fucking vaccine? It's not... I wouldn't Chil- do that. Children don't have the same effects as adults. I'm saying little bit. adults in society. You don't want to put up fucking kids to school. What do you mean you're not saying it? You just said People it. People want to send teachers are the, the, one of the biggest concerns. You just said little kids to school. Yeah. Do you want to send your kids back to school? Of course I do. But I don't want to put their fucking health at risk either by giving them some weird shit that is coming out very soon. I'd wait. I'm not saying I wouldn't I give know. it to them. I would say I said I would wait. What's, how is that a bad answer? It's not like anyone said, uh... Absolutely not. Fuck that. It's conspiracy. I never said that. Not once. Not once. Conspiracy. You sound like a maniac right now. You both sound like a maniac. I'm going to ignore you like the white noise that Jonathan Scott was talking about. By the way, he backed up everything we said in the first hour. When I asked him about different opinions on solar energy and the backlash that he gets. Got to block it out. People are going to have their fucking weird opinions on everything. Doesn't matter. Block it out. So, eh, we're running out of time. Give me your thought. You have like 10, 10 minutes. Dude, go ahead. Hit me with the horns, Tony. 
Then you want to go to the phones first? Sure. Miguel Eight, in Texas. 866-969-1969. Hey, Miguel. Hey, by the way, your, your buddy says right here, no fighting. I'm just wondering what your take is. And you're like a like a you're being a baby bitch right now because no because I'm not agreeing with you. I mean, neither uh, is mine because it's not something to agree on. It's fact. If it's not anything to agree on, why are there three options here? Because there's a, what Rich only has one that's acceptable. No, 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 no. See, I I figured it out. You're arguing something different than me. Am I or is he yeah, you are. switching things around? No, like I'm not switching right. shit around at all. If I give you my option, that's my answer. How is that? How am I switching around? I'm coffee. telling you. Eventually, here's the options. Nope. Yes. Eventually, but not right away. It wasn't the poll. I wasn't it debating the it's poll. It's right here. I'm reading it. I wasn't debating the poll. Yes. I was, you I was brought debating. up the poll, and then when I didn't agree with you, you switched it to some other shit. So how no. am I? How am I switching no. anything around? No. This guy is out of his mind. What I debated was if everyone chooses your option on the poll. I'm telling you what the reality is. There's no debating it. How can you even debate it? If everyone chooses. Yeah, I'll take the vaccine, but uh, eventually. Then until eventually happens, we're stuck here. How do you not see that? We're not stuck anywhere. You could take it and fucking do whatever you want. I, but you make no sense. Okay. Let's go to Miguel. Miguel in Texas. Oh, you're let, on me, the show. Uh, let him skip to that. Fellas, 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 vatos locos forever. All right, just get to your point, Miguel. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> What's up, man? Rich. Rich. You yeah. go ahead, you get in front of the line, you take it, and then you ain't you, you don't have to worry about us that don't want to take it. You're you're vaccinated, so we die off. You ain't gotta worry about us. Go for it. Yeah, I said the that. Bigger picture in society, Miguel, is that if you yeah, want but, everything but, back right, to normal Go ahead and get it. Put your kids let your kids get it too. And you, you don't have to worry about the ones that don't get it. You're vaccinated. I find it funny on sixty minutes. They put a, a two-star general that's in charge of everybody getting this stuff. I've never seen that before. The military in charge of vaccines. Come on now. All right. Thanks, Miguel. Jeremy in OKC. Thanks, thanks, Miguel. Jeremy, <laughs> you're on the show. Hey, buddy. Hey, I don't have a problem with uh, anybody who want to take it, take vaccine if they think that it works. But you know with flu vaccines, if you do research, Every year they put out flu vaccines and they say, take your flu vaccine, take your flu vaccine. And they're only like 20% effective because the flu mutates all the time. So you you can't just take every vaccine that you have. It's like taking antibiotics every time you go to the doctor and then you can't fight anything else off. What, like, how many vaccines are you going to take that when it mutates, it doesn't work anyway? So how, how can you... You're just going to take everything, everything that they tell you to take. And I'm not against taking vaccines for your kids. I'm saying, are you going to take it the very first, when they first come out, that you're going to take a vaccine just on, but, based on the fact that they tell you it's okay? But why I, – I, I'm just curious, though, Jeremy. Where is the un, – where does the untrust come from? The speed in which – They tell you to take a flu vaccine every year, every single year. Take your flu vaccine, take your flu vaccine. But studies show that – only about 20% of flu vaccines are work because it, it's mutated. So if it's only 20% effective, how much stuff are you going to put in your body that yeah. you don't really, that's not effective? There are years that they get it right and there are years that they don't get it right. Tens of thousands. Um, CDC all, said, the CDC very says. Rarely, very the, rarely the, is it a high number that gets it right. Hey, yeah. uh, I'm, I, just, I just Googled this simply and the CDC, Jeremy says that uh, 50,000. Tens of thousands of lives are saved 
uh, each year due to the flu vaccine. And you never get it. I never get it because I'm a healthy my whole life. I, I just turned forty. Oh, and by the I, way, I, I'm a healthy younger guy. If you're what, like, for for the people at home, I'm not some anti-vaxxer. If, if but, anyone's uh, speculating or new to the show, I'm just saying that I'm not willing to do that right away. Much like wearing a mask, getting the flu vaccine is not only for you; it's for other high-risk people. Sure. So I'll stay away from them if I don't have that. Then I'm okay with that. Like. Hey. There's a reason that when you go to your doctor, they say, hey, do you like in during flu season? They're like, do you want the flu vaccine? They do that for me. Two more phone calls. We'll move on. You can fucking get it at CVS. Rob, you're on in Charlotte. Hey, Rob. CVS. Go to CVS. You want to take a walk to CVS today? We'll get it together. Covino. Hey, hands. Want, hey, Rob. I don't want to hang out with you. What's going on? I met you guys when you came to Charlotte last year. Oh, what's up, Rob? That was a fun time. Yeah. Charlotte hey, was a good what? time. Yeah, man. You guys put on a good show in Charlotte. That's for sure. Thank you, you, man. When are you uh-huh. coming back, by the, by the way? When Kavino uh, takes a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're, we're gonna, yeah. At least, not until yeah, 2023, at least. Listen, Kavino, take, take the damn vaccine if you're coming to Charlotte. But, I will. I don't want to like be responsible for, for killing Jim. Jim Ramsey. <laughs> sure. fucking, yeah. He's high risk. He's old. He's going to be in the middle, middle of a pickleball tournament. <laughs> COVID. COVID. Oh. Yeah, don't kill me when you come to Charlotte. That's I won't, Rob. Kavino. I promise. Thanks. Anyway. Listen, get your damn flu shot. Get your damn COVID shot. I mean, seriously, it's not its not a simple equation. I mean, it's a very simple equation. Just do it, man. Seriously, wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. It's really not that difficult. I'll wear a mask, and I'll get it. Yeah. I mean, there is a reason that I haven't had a cold all year. I'm good for at least one solid cold a year. haven't had one all year. There's a reason for that. Because these, you have to say like like avoiding people and wearing masks and washing your hands and and being extra cautious does have an effect. That being said, you are very hypocritical to push a vaccine when you don't take the flu vaccine. I'm just saying. Well, it's your choice. Can't have your at least cake and as of right rich. now it is. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk 103. Guy that grew up in the. Same generation we did. We're, we're, him and I are the same age. You know my favorite show, man. You know my favorite show. This is us from This Is Us. He plays Toby. Chris Sullivan, welcome to the show, man. Welcome, Chris. What's happening? How are you? What, what's happening? Great show when we were growing up. Also a great show. One day at a time. Uh, yes. Also a great show. Also a great show. By the way, on, on This Is Us, let's get right into it. You do make a lot of great references. I feel like your character more than any does love the wordplay on old shows. Is that something you do or is that in the script or are you just like an old school pop culture guy? Yeah, Toby feels Toby feels a, a bit like uh, like one of the king nerds, which I would I would I would count myself in the same culture. I love a I love a good uh, fan convention. Um, love a good cosplay. I think <laughs> I think Toby I think Toby's far more into it than I am as far as his uh, his pop culture references. But uh, I'm well versed, man. I'm yeah, well versed. No, there's been references to baseball cards we grew up with. With uh, when Kevin was a little kid going to the baseball card shop. There's yeah. uh, just the other night, Kavino uh, Randall um, Sterling K Brown when his. The kid was watching Mr. Belvedere, which I was like, holy shit. I was like, I haven't seen Mr. Belvedere in 30 years. Dude, my mom just, she came to visit. We just have, uh, we just had our first uh, child, uh, newborn baby boy named Bear. Congratulations. Cleaning out my old room and she found my box of trading cards and I got a whole stack of mint 
Michael Jordan cards Ooh. that I had forgotten were were stashed away. I'm excited to go through them. Y'all do that. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, yeah. And by the way, so is having a beautiful baby boy. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, what's, that's awesome what's, too. What's the name again? Bear. His name's Bear. That's what I thought you said. That's, that's an awesome. old name, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How did you Bear decide on that? Well. Yeah. What was, um, tell us about the process. Yeah. My, my wife came up with it. Rachel, we, we had this long list of names and one day she goes, how about, how about bear? And I, <laughs> I, and I said, I said, Oh, like that, that dream you were having. And she went, Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. She'd been having this recurring dream um, where a polar bear had been coming to visit her um, as, as like a sign of, uh, uh, of comfort and warmth. And Rachel looked it up and in whatever dream yeah. dictionary thing, the bear symbolizes awakening joy. No shit. And so it's just a it's a strong name. It's a strong name with a cool meaning, and you know it's yeah. kind of refreshing when you hear all these weenie names that kids are getting today. <laughs> I, that's gonna stand out. No, I like it. Congrats, oh, man! It's bear, awesome. Bear Sullivan sounds like a superstar athlete. It does. Bear right? Sullivan. That's well, really we cool. come to find out that we go back through the history. There was a famous, uh, uh, famous. There was a well-known warrior in Ireland named bear and it was spelled like b-a-y-r-e or something but bear o'sullivan and he was this great warrior so ah, it's cool, cool stuff man that's great man hey um something we found out about you because i'm a big fan of the show and you know our producer's doing his research and now that i've heard it i'm like holy shit how did i not connect the dots <laughs> you know where i'm going you know where i'm going the, yeah, fucking hum- the hump day the hump day camel i mean that's what day it is Dude, you know, so it's, it's so funny because you go to college, you yeah. learn, you study theater, you go yeah. to England, you study Shakespeare. And oh, the thing yes. that that the most number of people have have heard you in is this Geico commercial. So I'm still advertising for Geico. Apparently. Guess what day uh-huh. it is? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is uh, it, Mike? There you go. <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. There's no way you could have known, Chris, that it was going to be that big. There's no way. Even though it was a stellar performance and Geico commercials are always great, there's no way you could have known it would have been as popular and as viral as it it is. A couple years ago, for one of the Super Bowls, they they did an online vote, and it was voted the most popular Geico commercial of all time. That's insane. Look at that. Hey, you know (laughs) what? I wanted to ask you, Chris, because, you know, superstar on This Is Us, super huge show, guaranteed to make Rich cry at least once a week every Tuesday. No doubt. No doubt. It actually gives me a break because I know he doesn't call me on Tuesday nights, right? (laughs) Uh, Because he's busy watching the show. Um you got This Is Us. You got the Hump Day Camel. Before you were known as, hey, he's, oh, uh, Uncle Chris, he, he's Toby. Or, you're, my, hey, my buddy Chris, he's Toby on This Is Us. Before you became the guy from This Is Us and the guy who's in the Geico commercial, what were you known as? The guy who blank. The guy who does blank. Oh, geez. I mean, I, 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 uh, before that, I was on uh, uh, Stranger Things yep. uh, for a quick episode. Um, I, I did a, a show on, on uh Cinemax with Steven Soderbergh called The Nick. But even before um, but I that. Was a big th- I was a big theater guy, you know. Yeah. I, I, oh. I came up in the Chicago scene and uh, and, st- and was in New York for a while and, and then moved out here to Los Angeles uh, to do This Is Us. Now, I, I was thinking like maybe big party guy. I don't know, like, like even before the acting stuff, you know, how oh. would your friends even describe you? Oh, geez. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, 
probably I, I mean I've been I've been wor- working as an actor for so long it's that's probably that's how it. they would describe me I've wow. just been I was just in the theater um but yeah definitely uh definitely took up a lot of space in a room <laughs> hey you know big Chris hey, hey Chris when you when you talk about guy. when you talk about expectations for you know new shows when they come out and I, m- I remember when this is the when this is us came out there was expectations that went along with the show. Do you, do you, yeah. did you get that feeling? Cause I mean, you've been part of big things, but when it debuted, I remember everyone's like, yeah, there's a new show, NBC, this is us. It's going to be yeah. big. And I'm like, it's going to be big. You must've felt pretty sweet. Cause when you book these roles, it could, it could be a pilot that goes nowhere or it could be a top show. You don't know. Yeah. You never know. We, we had a little bit of a hint that people were connecting with it because long before it aired, they released uh, a trailer on Facebook and in the first week, it got like 90 million views. Yeah, crazy. And so we knew we were onto something. And we knew that we had the best writers in Los Angeles and Dan Fogelman heading that ship. We, kn- we knew we were onto something. And, and every single one of the cast members, if you talk to them, will tell you that, that that pilot episode, when we read it, was just the best episode of television we'd ever read. So, but then there's all kinds of other things that go into it, advertising, marketing, all those things. And we we're just lucky that the studio and everybody got behind us. That pilot episode where it sort of clicks for everyone at the end of the episode. I, I mean, yeah. it might, I mean, no spoiler, but it takes, oh, it takes place over generations, but you don't really know yeah. that early on. And it, it might be the best pilot episode of a show that I could ever remember. I, I fucking love this show. Yeah. I, I mean, it really yeah, is. It, it makes just, you want to keep very, watching. Yeah. It's just very well crafted and, you instantly care about these people and you connect with these people. Chris, uh, again, Chris Sullivan plays Toby on This Is Us, has a new album out we're going to talk about. But can you tell us, you, you were saying how you were the theater guy for all these years, right? You've been a, a working actor your whole life practically as an adult. You get this show, it pops. How has life changed for you in the past five years? I mean... Or five seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's changed in a lot of ways. You know, one of the things that getting a job like this offers is, you know, job security. And that's something that a lot of actors, including myself, I, you know, I hadn't had that for, for a long time. So you're always wondering what the next what the next thing is. So I, I've been offered a lot of kind of mental and emotional uh, uh, reprieve from the yeah. job security. But, you know, also things like knowing we're going to be in one place for a while. We bought our first house. You know, it's our first house where we're not sharing a wall with somebody right. yeah. <laughs> upstairs, downstairs, left or right. Um, you know, two dogs, new baby. That's great. man. Everything's you're... kind of settled, kind of settled in. It's nice. That's good stuff. Chris Sullivan, Toby from This Is Us. Now, when you're filming this, these scenes, um, like Kavino pointed out, I am the emotional guy. I shed a tear with my wife when I watch. When you're <laughs> filming this, do you... Do you feel that these are going to be emotional scenes? Because I feel like the soundtrack is such a big part of the show as well. I feel like they pick all yeah. the right music. And when it's all put together, when you watch it all put together, are there times where you're like, holy shit, that, was, that came together pretty nicely? Yeah, you know, when we're, when we're filming, there's definitely that, that feeling. The, the writing has a certain rhythm to it, has a certain music to it. But then when we sit down to watch it and you see the edit. And the music is composed by a guy named Sid Kosla, Siddhartha Kosla. And he's just this incredible, uh, understated uh, musician. And he just, he, what he adds to the show is 
is kind of undefinable. He, he brings it all together. It's the glue of the show. Um, and it's always, it's always as emotional as it is to film it. It's always more emotional to, to watch it. Hey, sp- speaking of being emotional, have you noticed you're extra emotional being a new dad and everything? Because you, 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 know you and Rich actually yeah. share something in common. You both have quarantine babies. Yeah. My, uh, oh, yeah? yeah my, son, my, uh, my son is nine months old, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's, he's the span of the quarantine. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. Um, hopefully, you won't be saying that same thing when he's two years old. Right. I know. Um, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it's been a, spe- a special time, you know, to be able to, to, for us, you know, through everything else, to be at home, to, to be able to, uh, have the ability to just stay at home and to be together and to be with Rachel throughout the pregnancy. You know, I was supposed to, I was going to go do a job in New York and we were going to be traveling back and forth and I was going to be gone for a lot of her pregnancy. And then I was going to get back just in time for his birth. And instead we just got to be together. And then the show's production was delayed a couple months. So I've got to just stay home for the first few months of his life. And yeah, it's been it's been uh, a special time in, in the middle of this, you know, chaotic, scary world. Yeah. You got you to gotta look at the positive. You get more time with your family yeah. during a time right. where you probably wouldn't have had that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Chris, let me ask you this. The show, I know it's one of the first big shows that's back this, this fall, but you guys have addressed wearing masks, Black Lives Matter, all the social injustice and shit and masks and coronavirus. You guys... Yeah tackled it and i was wondering like are they going to ignore this because television movies they're an escape do you think other shows are going to do the same and and was that a was that a decision made right away or is that a hey what are we going to do there's certainly value in in using entertainment to escape and to and to decompress um but i don't think that that's what our show does and I don't think that that's what our show has ever done. And I think our, I think the characters on This Is Us have become extensions of people's family. And so if Dan Fogelman said it would have been irresponsible of us to ignore the things that are going on in the world because people people come to our show because they connect to it. They relate to it. They're going through mm-hmm. the same things. And if we just ignored it, I think people would have would have felt betrayed by by the show. And I think our writers have done kind of an excellent job of, of bringing all of those issues to our characters in a way that, that just lets our audience know that, hey, we're, we are going through the same thing as, as actors, writers, producers. You know, we, we are all experiencing the same things, and we're going to show you that by putting it in these characters. You know, the little adjustments like uh, Chrissy Metz wearing a funny mask and you making fun of her. Um, yeah. But, but even things like you got to credit the writers because this storyline you know, has a lot of flash forwards and flashbacks and stuff. And you're thinking, the right, shit, the writers got to now find a new way to work it. Like they, they all met at the cabin for the, for the birthday party. Right. But now they're like, well, we quarantined in the cabin for a couple of weeks. Like the, the writers found a way to freaking do it. So you got to credit They're the so writers, smart. right? I mean, adjustments They're were so made. Smart. That room, that room is full of people I, that I just can't, I can't fathom. It's such a, it's a diverse room. It's an intelligent room. It's a extremely funny room of people. Um, and they're just, they're just off the charts. They're just off the charts. Hey, Chris, how do you feel you made it happen? Obviously you're a talented guy. You worked hard. 
right? But this is a life changer for you. But a beautiful home in, in Venice, right? Isn't that where you are? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. a beautiful home changed your life as you described. Beautiful baby. Life's good right now. When you went into that life audition for it, uh, like, did you know you had it? Did you just bring it on a different level? Do you feel you manifested it? Do you feel you, you earned it? Like, when you sit in bed at night and you think about how it changed your life and how you can walk outside and everybody loves you from the show. Yeah. How, mean, do you, how do you process this? I... The processing happens, you know, slowly over time. I was actually, uh, we were just, we t- Dan Fogelman also had a baby uh, about five months ago. And so since we are all essentially quarantined and we all get tested so much, the only people we can really socialize with are, yeah. are the people in our show. And, and uh, we're happy to do that. And so we got together and got the babies together to play. And awesome. Dan and I were recounting my audition. And, you know, I, I'd spent so many years as an as an actor in the theater and doing film and television out of new york and it was one of these things i i really got to get out of my head when i audition for something or when i perform something i like to it's hard it's hard for me to explain to people i like to memorize things 75 percent of the way i still say all the words correctly Mm -hmm. right i memorize the words but i still want to be reaching for it i want to be um kind of coming up with the words as i'm saying it um and so the more i think about something the the kind of uh i don't know worse i get is, is the mm. easiest way to describe it but i was in la filming live by night with ben affleck and my agents were like uh hey we need to put you we need you to go on tape record an audition for this guy and i was like why why am i recording it and like oh because they're doing auditions in los angeles and i'm like i'm in los angeles and and they said for how much longer it's just like five o'clock on a thursday and i said well i'm i'm head my flight is tomorrow at noon and they said oh well can you stop by fox on the way to the airport and audition for this untitled dan fogelman project yeah sure she sent the sides walked in i was like oh i get this guy yeah this guy okay i get it and i walked in and and just did the scenes a couple of times and they were like that's the guy just wow. like that. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Well, that no, is so it's, cool. it's, 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 he was prepared. It's, it's timing, being prepared for the, for the moment. Experience. And, you know, and that yeah. was your moment. That was your All moment, of it. man. All of it. One, one last question about the show. And I know Kavino wants to talk about some of the music stuff you do as well. For sure. Um, in the flash forwards, it, it insinuates that you and Kate are not together. Is that, is that an insinuation? Is that a, has anyone confirmed that? Is that, is that misleading that scene where uh, Mandy Moore's in, character is in bed yeah. ill? ill? You can never be quite sure with This Is Us, can you? <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> and even even me, like even Chrissy and I still aren't quite sure. Like Dan has has made some insinuations. They kind of keep it open. They're very honest with us if mm. if, if they know what's going to happen. Um, and it could go it could go a couple of different ways. Now now should um, we should we assume that in last episode the the Asian father and daughter. The, the black woman in the photo is Randall's birth mom. Is that assumed or is that like obvious? Never assume anything. <laughs> this is us. He's uh, reaching. You want answers. Yeah. Rich wants answers. <laughs> like, where's Randall's mama? Right. <laughs> That's how they get you to keep coming back. Is he the most troubled character? The most successful troubled character in the last like 10 years of television? Like, he's got everything, but yet he's so troubled like what a complex guy he's a great actor huh he really he's an incredible actor and i think that he is the perfect example of what this show is trying to um trying to narrate which is this this 
unseen balance that every person you encounter yep. is trying to to hold. Um, there's never been success. So, there's never been someone. Tragedy. There's never been someone, Chris, that's more, that has life by the balls more, but is equally as confused as Randall on This Is Us. Like he is the perfect example right. of a guy that's got everything, but he's ultimately confused. Right. I don't want to, uh, you know, jinx anything, but I'm reading notes here that our producer put on the screen too. It says that Fogelman has indicated that the show will end after season six. So that's correct. That is correct. Okay. What? So uh, look at now, Rich. Just don't cry now. Oh, man. Save it for Tuesday nights. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm wondering, you know, when you sort of know that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does that, as an actor, how does that make you prepare for the future? Like, do you start looking forward for what's next? Or are you just going to, you know, sort of take it in and see what happens? Like, what's we're, going we're always We're always looking forward to what's next. And, right. You know, we, we as actors started looking forward to what's next in season one. Right. Um, and by nature, right? Just by the nature yeah, of the beast. Well, it's, 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 the, it's the stretching of the creative muscle, the, the, the kind of expansion of the mind, whatever it takes. And if it's, if it's you know, Chrissy Metz recording an album, I, I recorded an album, Mandy recorded an album. We're always trying to find those new ways to express ourselves. Now, speaking of the album, Six Feet From Under, uh, you, you go by Joseph the Spouse. That's the, uh, yeah. that's the uh, let's talk, talk about this. Now, you've always loved music, and you said, hey, golden yeah. opportunity to show everyone that I have this set of skills as well? Yeah, you know, I've, 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 been, I've been playing music for a long time. You know, musical theater was a big part of my life back in New York. Um, there's a lot of new wave musical theater that, that's very, um, I mean, you've seen, you've seen the ones. Hades Town that won last year. Is this you know gritty, uh, bluesy musical? Of course, Hamilton. They're kind of stretching the bounds. So music has always been a part of my life. And then I move here and I meet Taylor Goldsmith, Mandy Moore's husband, and we hit it off and we start writing songs. And and it just clicked. It just clicked. His his style, his seventies um, rock style and my very straightforward folk style mash up into this into this what we think is a really cool like country pop uh synthed out record well um, you know what let's, let's take a, a listen yeah. to some of this six feet under joseph the spouse again november 19th it comes out 10 tracks if you just joined us we're here with the uh the camel from the geico commercial you probably <laughs> recognize the voice it's yeah. chris sullivan oh, let's take, let's take By a way, listen. chris what's your go-to song what's what one should we play um, why don't you guys play uh, Halfway to Scapoose if you've got it there? There we go. All right. Uh, what is this? Is this yeah. the fourth track on the album? Yeah. I still go by. I'm old school like that. I'm like, yeah, track, jam. track four. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Chris Sullivan. Take a listen. Well, I'm halfway to Scapoose. Something has come loose. I don't think I'm good to drive. My steering wheel's pulling me. Open again, but yeah, great harmony. Right? When bars open up again, that is a total bar sing along song. So, Chris, you better that hope bars open. You better hope bars are open soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great stuff, man. Hey, dude, what's it like to hear your your music played and produced in this way? Obviously, you've been you know performing and and singing and doing this thing your whole life. You've been a fan of music, yeah. but now to hear your shit come together at that yeah, quality, man. you know, the, the the art of creating music is is like witnessing a miracle. You know, I can bring a little acoustic guitar and some lyrics, and I bring them to Taylor, and he brings drum the way he produces this record yeah, drums yeah. and he brought all the other guys from his band in to to record on the record and they're singing these those barroom harmonies yeah and you heard my wife in there she sings vocal harmony on, right. on the whole record oh, cool. and it's just this miracle of collaboration that that just it makes my heart sing man it, it's it's so enjoyable so enjoyable man chris uh a pleasure meeting you man continued yeah, success you. with everything from the music to, to of course this is us and other acting things you, you obviously you're gonna have down the pike one last thing are we gonna see more flash forwards of your son on the show remember the one episode where he's a musician yeah. is uh are we gonna I see more are we gonna see so. I, I hope so too because those storylines yeah. in the future again tricky at first you're like oh shit that's the future yeah yeah so. he's he's incredible he's a uh he's such an amazing musician i hope we get to see more of that and I'm I'm fairly certain you will be seeing a lot more of him. Nice. And, let's, and, let's, and Toby and Kate's future. Nice. Let's play out Chris with one more song from Thank you, Chris. Six Feet Under. That's Joseph the Spouse. Let's go with the do? track one, man. I want to know how to start. What's, uh, what's what's a good one? Yeah, track one. Yeah, track believe one. me. Let's believe, believe me. Believe me. Track one. For okay. me, yeah. it's always the first track. I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's alphabetical or not. This is do like laughing. Do laughing. Do laughing. Let's do laughing. Let's do laughing again. Yeah. Tuesday nights on NBC. Toby. This is us. Again, pick up the album November 19th, Thursday, November 19th. He's working and with Charity like Buzz. You've had Auctioning off a virtual experience with him. Hit him up on so social media. Thank you, Chris Sullivan. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24 7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.